Hola Madridistas, welcome back to another episode. In fact, the final episode of, of the 22-23 season for, for Let's Be Real podcast. Um, it's it, it's been a wild journey. I'm I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna, you know, uh hold back, especially uh for today. The season started so well, you know, the expectations were sky high, not gonna lie. I was thinking this was gonna be one of those seasons where we truly um elevate ourselves and and then you know completely return back to the pinnacle obviously the champions league win last year was a, was a statement but um if we actually followed it through with another win i couldn't stress stress it enough how much that would have meant um to the legacies of you know quite a few few men um within within our team but um yeah people um before we actually kind of get into uh what we're going to do in this season review and how we're going to do uh, go about it um welcome our esteemed panel Farooq, Javier, Mo and and Yadu um tell me boys how are you doing Into complete oh, silence. Into complete silence. I just say I've been I've been well. I've been well. I was just waiting for the rest of the panelists to uh to show off their knowledge and their new hopes and dreams for the next season. Yeah, man, it's been good. Uh missed the podcast, missed having I don't know, having people to interact to online. And you know, whenever I have troubles, I just go and cry on the podcast. So it's uh, I've been missing that. I have a lot of pent up uh, sadness inside me. So, hoping to vent today. <laughs> Fair enough. Hope you find Yadu, solace, I, I, my friend. Hearing you do, I realize that this is the place to be when you're depressed. Oh, absolutely, so, yeah. man. That's yeah, why I'm people come here. to us. Yes, that's, that's it's, the only it's reason people than watch therapy. us, man. Yeah. Yeah, so because I'm like, you know, today is a depressing day. You say goodbye <laughs> to a depressing season. So, darkness <laughs> all around. Hello, darkness, <laughs> my old friend. <laughs> So right. I, I think I have to be the the counterpart because for me it's not a bad season. So sure, Javier. So sure, I, I, I will try to uplift the spirit of the chat and all of you apparently because I know what Farouk is going to say. So uh, <laughs> I will try to. I, I I know what Farouk said after we won the Champions League. So you know yeah, yeah. tonight it will be it'll be another level. Nah, so. actually, no, no, no. I, I was gonna say actually similar to what you said, Javier. Like the point is that you know to 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 you know to build a new mansion we have to you know bring down something. So you know it's the end of a bad season. So you know hopefully laying foundations. But I mean after the the announcement we got today so you know it's it just only reinforces that you know that 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 belief that next season could be you know something really good. Yeah. Interesting. People who didn't really fancy Bellingham, yeah, all of a sudden on the bandwagon, yeah. Fair it's not about the point about it's not about, I, even till today. If you ask me, do, do I want the sign of Bellingham? I will say to you 100% no. Because as I've said this before, over and over again, it leads to certain things that, anyways, there's no need to keep going into that. But he signed for us, so we're just gonna, you know, support him. There is nothing to do about that. Right, fair. Um, since we we have you know kind of um, you know put away the introductory you know the 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 uh, uh, the pleasantries, uh, let's get into the nitty gritty, right? Um, people in the chat, like, so you guys are gonna have a, a role to play um, in actually helping us decide what tier 
as you see, we are using tier makeup. Um, what tier a player falls into? Havia is is basically the the game. Um, um, what what do you call it? The game host. I don't know. The game yeah. maker. Um, Javier is playing so, God. Yeah, Javier is basically God among us. So Javier basically has to um, break it down for us. You know what what different tiers are and whatnot. So Javier, take it away. Explain it to us. How many tiers are there and what are they called? Okay, so we have the the whole squad, even the staff included. Some of the staff I I see. So the the categories goes. I don't know if uh, all of you in the chat at least once saw a, a, a tier list. Uh, so the top of the top is the S tier usually, but now it's called Bini. So you you guys can probably uh, expect who is gonna be at least one player in that tier. Understand uh, the reasons. Then, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then moving down. Is good tier, you know, like uh, a solid uh, season, a solid um, player. And then we have average, you know, like nothing, uh, nothing special about it, nothing uh, in any way, you know, like not nothing good, nothing bad, just average. Then mm -hmm. we have a bad season, you know, like they, the guys that uh, were disappointed, the guys that uh, didn't show up. And then we have the who tier is the bottom of the bottom. The 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 players that didn't have any impact whatsoever, or even worse, they have a negative impact in the ah. team. You know, like they took a place for someone else. So uh, uh, before we continue, guys, before we continue, a shout out to our listeners on Spotify first off because we've been getting a lot of reviews and they have been pretty great. We've also been review bombed by some of rival fans. A couple of one star ratings. So if you are new to Spotify, new to us, please leave us a rating that you think is worth it. And to the people listening on audio platforms, the tier list will be published on our stories and on our Instagram. So feel free to disagree, to pick fights with us. And if you're new to YouTube, subscribe. All right, with that public service announcement out of the way, please continue. Also, since Yadu mentioned the Spotify bit, uh, I've got to big up our audio uh, listeners again. Um, the Jude Bellingham special is, is I think, sixth, I, I, I believe, sixth on our top 10 all-time um, most played episodes. So, yeah, just, 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 you know, the, the hype basically, you know, says... Uh, says it all and uh yeah man again uh so much so much gratitude for you know uh your, your guys's uh constant support with that out of the way um should we should we have an intro uh to basically should we have a briefing about how the season went for each each of us or should we just jump directly into the player ratings what do you guys think for me personally i think you should just jump, jump directly because uh, we'll be touching upon everything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think we've already talked enough about like how bad the season was, and you know, hundred percent. Only to Javier was a good season. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Javier, Javier is someone you know who uh, doesn't get faced. Uh, credit to him. Credit to him. I I'm not one of those guys. Um, people already know that very well. Right. Um, starting with it's, it's only it's yeah. only because I, I I've been in our mm. in our lowest. You know, you guys mm. are. Like you said, we're a spoiled uh, fan. We're 
<laughs> spoil shots and uh, having a season when when we uh, win at least three trophies three out of six for me it's not a bad season I, I i i get what all of you are saying but bad season come on probably if you guys I mean, for won. me for me it's a bad season because i i you know you're saying that we won three trophies but i think that number is inflated two of those three you're expected to win once you get there and the third one copa del rey yeah it was a good achievement for me the disappointment comes more from the fact that how the la liga season went you know how bad we were yeah. we ended up like we we almost lost the league by february so i i guess yeah. that is the reason why i consider it to be a bad season okay yeah we won trophies and everything i don't expect real madrid to win like six out of six every year but you know what i expect from real madrid is to fight till the end of the season so when that's not there that is a disappointment for me it's not about being spoiled or anything it's you know also... it's just simple we need we need to fight for the things and if you're not fighting by April or May, then, you know, it, it's, it's disappointing. It's also, I guess, the, the way the hopes jumped off a cliff after a beautiful start of the season and the way that it just plummeted towards the end. It's just, yeah, man, uh, we'll get into it. We'll I don't get know into if, it. You, if, you, if you guys want, I, I can suggest, after we rate all the players, you know, like, all of us can decide, us in the chat, we can decide where we put Real Madrid season, you know, like in which category will all of us put, put the season. You know? That's a good, good suggestion. Um, we're going to actually keep it moving. Before uh, before that, big up, big up every single one of you in the chat, um, especially um, Optics, you know, like he, he has been with us ever since the City tie. He says, hey, guys, it's nice to see you a lot smiling. I bet you're singing, hey, Jude. As your favorite um, karaoke song, who's next? Let me guess. First name starts with K. Surname starts with M. There you go. Rajat says, big up everybody. Step up Spurs says, big up Sunaid and friends. It's not Sunaid and friends. <laughs> Honestly, this, this, this is not my fans association That's or something. That's the branding, you know? is it? it, it it's not the branding. Um, Rajat incorporated. Says, uh, incorporated. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, let's say it's big up everybody. Want to sign Havertz? Um, we aren't getting Kylian Mbappe, so what is our backup plan? We'll get into it, we'll get into it. Uh, it's a long pre season, you know, we'll have plenty of time to actually break it down. The reason why we don't jump on, um, some, some random shout by, by you know, a, a, a Twitter journalist and 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 you know, make an episode is because we clearly know our club moves different to you know the premier league clubs the teams that basically um basically survive to just be hyped you know um we we only act if there is a, a bit more credibility to you know what we hear what we come across uh as uh you know transfer rumors and and etc etc right 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 um on that note let's just get into it straight away Tebow, for me as I would, uh, uh, you want to start with the one. best, either we will start with the worst, maybe Hazard and Mariana. No, 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 we'll we, 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 we just, just uh, with that the guys, would be you know, too like, easy. That that would make it too in easy. In the top okay. left corner, you know, like just as the show. I don't know if you okay, guys. okay, okay. We'll leave the I coaching need... staff for the end, though. Let's leave I, the I, coaching I cannot... staff, even doesn't yeah. matter. It should just be Carlo. What, what has Davide? And Salotti, uh, you know, has anything to do with how we, you know, rate the season. He doesn't have much of a say. Obviously, behind the scenes, he has a say. He basically conducts our training sessions and whatnot. But it's Carlo. It's, it's, it ultimately lands at, you know, Carlo's desk. 
And the third but, and last uh, coaching staff hmm. we have is Antonio Pintus. So for people who don't know. Even you Pintus, even know. Pintus. If if we if we had a season like last year, we were singing Pintus's name for like ten minutes straight. People can go back and watch our uh, you know post match, and also the season season review uh, for you know twenty one twenty two. But this season, Pintus, no, nah, I don't think so. Um, right, Thibo. Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. Go on. No, go on, go on. with Pintus, if there is a reason that we didn't mm. have to worry too much about injuries, it's obviously because Pintus did a proper bang up big job especially after the world cup season that we all have known mm. uh, but we walked away scot free more mm. or less and i guess yeah for me that means that pintus has done his part at least mm. i look at city and how they kind of you know managed uh, their season they had so many big representatives at the world cup as well um but yeah man let, without further ado uh people for me 100% is S tier, we need tier, but I'll leave it up um, with the rest of you guys to actually decide. For me, he has been up there with Vinny as our most important player. Um, the amount of times he has had a say in big games, like I, I'm not going to bring up each and every single save, but I very well know when Rebo starts and when we are basically under the cosh of uh, trying to survive he's the man that 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 stands tall stands big has the authority has the um the presence to actually command his box um be a leader from the back Thibaut has been uh bleeding by excellence for you know two three years running so perfectly fine with me for him being st along with Vinny. but yeah man um i'll start with more first what is your take on Thibaut quickly I mean, you've said everything. There's nothing to mm. say. Like, you know, it, it's too easy with these guys. We already yeah. know who's the best, right? In Vinita, mm. we only mm. know there's like two players maybe that we put. So, yeah, good mm. no, no arguments from me. Mm. Uh, Javier? The best goalkeeper in the world. Mm. Simple as that. So, Simple as yeah. that. Mm. Mm. Yes, sir. You. You know, as they said, like, there is nothing to discuss here. Like, I think that's easy. I mean, it's the easiest, you know, of all the things. So, like, there's no need to waste time to talk about anything. I think actually talking about him is actually even a disrespect to him, actually. So, the less said, the better, I guess. Yeah, though, if you can please explain to the chat what the tiers are, because Rajat is saying 8.5 or 8. Um, if you can just type it out in the chat, it'll be great I so will, that people yeah, know. Yeah. Because I, mean, I don't think the screen share is big enough for people to see the, you know, the names of the tier. Is it? If they're on their phone. Oh, If they're yeah. on their phone. Okay. Yeah. So, I can enhance a little So basically, bit. we've divided it into five. Uh, there's S, A, B, C, D. Uh, Javier has given them custom names. So it's Vinny, Good, Average, Bad, and Who. So uh, you can decide to put each player on the tier that you think they performed in. And you can let us know in the chat and we'll... Uh, let that impact our decisions. Uh, so for 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 you all again, the tiers are S, uh, good, um, average, bad, and who is basically you know uh, D tier, Z tier, right? Um, Rajat gave Thibaut an eight, uh, eight point five. X says Thibaut was imperial. Yado, your take, man. Thibaut. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, there's nothing to disagree with anything anybody has said uh, yeah. 
even in games where we looked shit, uh, Thibaut was still the bright spot. And mm. there's just nothing to add. Mm. Uh, if if it if all the players gave a hundred percent as much as Thibaut did, as much as he wanted to, as much as he guided us from the back, uh, we would be having a different conversation today. But Thibaut on his part has done the most. So yeah. X XJ also says, and I still think he could have had a better season. At, at times, I did think that um, think along the same lines as 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 you just did xj but for me um see like i used to be a guy who used to go mad at keepers yeah i've watched ikakasias in this time where he was kind of declining in and out of the team um Kaelin Awas had had a couple of howlers you know here and there um but in general goalkeepers really frustrated me uh, as a spectator but when it comes to Thibo, I got to, you know, big, big up him um, and kind of understand that he's a guy who rarely puts his foot wrong. You know, even even the game that he did against Salah, you saw what happened later on. Um, he has something about him, you know, Thibo. Right. Uh, quickly on to left back. So this left back thing is kind of interesting because let's do it uh, twice, yeah? Because we got to go with the guy who predominantly featured at left back for the season Eduardo Camavinga when we discuss Eduardo Camavinga you can actually also take into account his performances in midfield as well so it's a collective rating it is not uh, like uh, um completely you know like dependent on what he did at left back but or or, or in midfield it's a, it's a collective rating so um I'll, I'll start with Javier for Camavinga um big season you know, for him uh, personally, um, coming off of a Champions League win and, and like people clearly expected him to, you know, have more of a role this season. How how do you think he fared, Javier? Oh, I think he had um, a consolidate uh, in the second season. Mm-hmm. Like the first season was all, all dazzling in the adaptation one and, and the second one is when he consolidated his place in this team for the long run so for me if you ask me for the first part of the season it was you know like somehow average because we all saw what he did last year but after he came up for us in the left back i think it's a good season uh a good season i, I would put uh, eduardo Good, yeah, good. Okay, yeah. so right, so there is S, then there is good. So he's basically B tier, yeah, yeah. Fair well, enough, fair it will enough. be A because S, A, S yeah, is... my bad, my bad, my bad. So A tier, A tier, right. Um, quickly on to Farouk, Farouk, bro, come on, biggest Kamavinga fan in, in Turkey, in, in Europe, you say, bro, yeah, man, I mean, uh. That's the thing, you know, like the the tiers, it's like, you know, it's 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 a B tier thing, but like considering that what the players have actually done this season, I think, you know, like okay, he's not Vini tier, but like if there's gonna be a tier in between, you know, the B tier and the S tier thing, like he should be the actually honestly, because I personally think that Kamavinga has, you know, 
at least in my opinion, like because my fear was, is he going to kick on, you know, like is he going to mm. always remain as that, you know, impact of that player that will always get, you know, the yellow card in the first 20 minutes and have to be subbed after 15 minutes and stuff like that, you understand? So I've always, you know, had that fear and reservation, although irrespective of what he had done last year, but in my opinion, for me, he's, he's, he's expected more than what I expected him to do this season. So for me, I think it's not a consolidation season, but rather a season of cementing a spot. I don't know if that's such going to be a word, you understand? Or at yeah. least showing himself that I am in the discussion as well. You mm. And so I believe that really Kamavinga, in my opinion, and for me, I've always said it's like, you know, the, the way he interpreted the role of playing the left back, you understand? Yeah. Uh, much, it's, it surprised me a lot, honestly. And, you know, I, I kind of, you know, see why the coaches actually, because I think one thing we take for granted with Kamavinga, I think, is his football intelligence as well, I think. Uh, the, the the managers obviously see that more than we do in training and all that. So we can see that on the pitch with the way you know he interacts with Tony Cross when he plays as a left back. You know that that understanding of space, that exploitation of you know the space that is vacated by Cruz when Cruz drops back and like what is what is not. So honestly, for me this season, you know, he's he's, he's been at, at I mean at worst he's been good, but I think he should be a tier above that, just not that Vini level yet. So hopefully, you know. Next season, he can get back to playing in the middle of the park and, you know, pro- continue his progression as well. Eight year. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I, can't, I can't disagree with anything that you said. Um, for you to actually, you know, come up and realize how much how much of a stride that he he has actually taken this season um, is credit to his uh, persistence. I always believe that um, if, you, if you actually look at a squad and think, oh yeah, like he looks out of place. He doesn't have a role in the squad. Um, what he does when given an opportunity is is ultimately what um, makes or breaks uh, a career, especially at a club like ours where the stakes are so high, the time is so limited. You know, the the, the magnifying glasses are out like every fucking minute. Um, Kamavinga has delivered absolutely for me, yeah. Um, Attire above Winnie is hundred percent justified. Um, I'll I'll come to you, Mo. Um, your thoughts on Kamavinga? Yeah, I generally agree with what Farooq said. I think he was the second best outfield player, if I may say so. When you know, obviously, I'll put it behind Karim when Karim was on the field. But the problem is that Karim wasn't on the field too much. So for me personally, I think Kamavinga was the second best player because he he, he was available, right? But Farouk always says, you know, the best ability is availability. So I think he had that, and then his performances weren't too shabby either. You know, he played well in the uh, in the defensive midfield role, especially against Liverpool. I remember he had a few, you know, uh, nervous moments at the start. He gave the ball away for a goal, and I think even against Barcelona, he did uh, make the, that mistake, you know, in the first leg in the Copa del Rey. But uh, he, as the game went on, he improved. As the season went on, he improved. And, you know, his job at the left-back role, I think I wasn't too excited when uh, initially Deshaun decided to play him there. But even in the World Cup, he defended Messi well, you know, in the final playing at the left-back role. So for me, overall, I say, yeah, yeah. He's probably the A-tier, yeah? Good. 100%. Um, yeah, like, he definitely had a, a few dips here and there, but um, his uh, overall consistency, I think, more than makes up for it. Yadu, Kamavinga. I mean, <clears throat> if it was only uh, considering how Kamavinga played in the midfield, it would have been, as the name said, mid uh, would have been average. I would have rated him average. But since the World Cup, uh, when he showed up at left back, it's been a revelation, at least for me. Um, 
And just to think that he's such a young player who can be molded into that role if Real Madrid mm-hmm. needed is definitely mm-hmm. promising. Um, mm-hmm. Because we've had issues with fitness in the past from our fullbacks, be it Marcelo, be it right now Mendy. Uh, because it's been a continuing trend that to have somebody to actually fill that role quite well is, is not something sorry, that I, sorry, that I sorry take for interrupting. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you this, Yerum. If you buy a Porsche, would you drive in a zone that is a 50? <laughs> would you drive in a zone over 50 with a Porsche? Would you buy a Porsche for a zone over 50? But to know that I can to know that I can do that is a it's not a it's not a bad thing, is it? Then go go and buy a Fiat, bro. If you know you want to drive in a fifty, go and buy a Fiat and drive a fifty. <laughs> okay, I mean I think that's that's the that's the plan this season. But what would you that's have the done? Plan, what yeah. would you have done mid season? What would you have done mid season? No, no, what I, would you I mean have what I'm just what are your options? What I'm when you don't have players who are fit enough to play there. When you have a Kamavinga, you play a Kamavinga. That's the only option you have. If you only have a Porsche for and you can't afford anything else, you drive the fucking Porsche, man. Okay, valid, valid. What I'm saying to you is that I don't mold the Porsche to become a Fiat, you understand? Ah, because you fair. see that, okay, it can... So this is the thing. Obviously, like, when you... I mean, when you need to slow down, you have to go below 50 as well. But the point is, you shouldn't... Now, because you see that the car can slow down and then assume that, okay, I always have to go at a 50. No, that's not the point. The point is go to the max, you know, exploit as much as you can. I, I mean, it's, go on, go it's on, not go his fault. It's not his fault that the Mendy decided to not give a fork at all. That's the club's fault. They should decide what they need to do about that. Yeah, That's this true. proves uh, the theory. Man Farouk was a traffic policeman in his past life. <laughs> there you go. Bro, man, man, no, man knows how to, you know, navigate that 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 uh, that field so so expertly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the the the, mm. the last line is that uh, I rate him highly for this season for being the mm. stopgap solution, even if he's a Porsche. And if even if he's been used as a Fiat, he's been driving well as a good Fiat. And uh, so eight here for me. Yeah, no, no arguments there. Mm. Would I have played him in midfield? Probably, yeah. Uh, but then again, I couldn't have. So yeah, for me personally, I think uh, Farouk was a little bit harsh on you know Mendy when he said he, he didn't decide to give a fuck or whatever, because I don't think it was like I wouldn't catch that. Like it's it's almost like Mendy decided to enjoy job. himself and. And yeah, port, it's like he, he one job. He, I mean, you're talking as if he he took a you know he took a hammer and kept getting, you know breaking his leg or something. I mean, that's I mean the point is if I don't defend my thesis, I literally have one job. Whatever happens, I don't defend my thesis. That's the thing. So I don't finish whatever I'm finishing. How or why that happens? That's a secondary discussion, actually. I mean, the the if was in his control, he would be here, right? It's not like he he purposely injured himself and made himself unavailable. So let let's let's not let's not quarrel for long, yeah, because we got to review quite a few players and um, we're already past cu- past twenty five minutes. Couple of uh, comments, couple of comments, comments as well. Yes, Tas Saliba says, um, "Yo, our new striker just won the game for Spain. I guess it's Joselu. Um yeah. I, I would be, I would be incredibly, you know, disappointed in Italy because you know they were leading. Um, right, XJ says, um, agreed. Good, cemented himself in the eleven. Um, Kamavinga. Mm-hmm. Rajas says he's under the tire of Winnie, hundred percent. Yuri says I feel like Kamavinga is wasted by playing left back. Yeah, uh, the entire fucking fan base, you know, shares the same sentiment. Um, Yuri, don't don't you worry. Tarun Kumar says Kamavinga, Winnie. Debo, uh, I guess in that order. Hmm. Excess is uh, Kamavinga is so good that when he makes mistakes, it's often 
it often doesn't even overshadow his overall performance. Even as a left back, really looking forward to much more from him in in in, in the midfield. Uh, he also says, I look at what Modric did yesterday and pray the kid will have that kind of longevity. Um, I'll pay a salary if I have to. Seems like you're rich, XJ. Uh, help us out, you know, um, on the in the meanwhile as well. Um, right. Yeah, now you can you, you can fight if you want to. Farouk, I'll come to you for Mendy. Um, he didn't really feature for much. Um, in fact, did, did he even play for four months of the season? Three months? Did he? I mean, sure. I don't know. I don't remember mm. what he played for, what he didn't play for. But the point is, like, mm. uh, I just can't rate him. Unfortunately, so that reason I'll put him as bad. You understand? Because at least I believe that if you if you if you put in some effort, you should get some. You know, from from some some points for trying. At least you understand. Mm. So, uh, I mean, I mean, there is him, and then there is there are certain people. You understand? So you can't categorize yeah. him and those certain people together. So for that reason, he goes in as bad. 100%. For for guys like like Mendy um to kind of save up time and make it kind of you know short and crisp um I'm gonna just ask one person's opinion and I'm gonna ask the rest of the panel if they agree with it or not um if you have something to disagree with uh, regarding Mendy now is your time panel I mean I've already said what I disagree with Farouk about mm-hmm. yeah yeah I don't disagree with his position because I think mm-hmm. he, overall he didn't contribute much this season but I disagree when he says you know that he didn't care about her because I, I think it's not a matter of caring but if, if it, it mm. was a matter of not caring then Mendy wouldn't have won as a Champions League last season but, 100% uh, 100% Mendy is someone I have a huge soft spot for so um, yeah to see him have a season like that wasn't wasn't uh, easy to take quickly um, Alaba um, who should I who should I come uh, come to for Alaba Javier well Alaba is almost in the same, um, you know, like in the same sweet spot as 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 Mendy, you know, like mm. with injuries, we didn't see the the Alaba that uh, we all saw, you know, like Alaba last season was somewhere uh, S tier and good, and this year uh, rating Alaba is a lot harder, but um, I will say average, you know, like he didn't have a bad season per se, yeah, but yeah. he didn't have uh, anything uh, special about it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, Alaba for me, you know, um, when he was called upon, he was pretty decent. I'm not going to lie, um, especially post his, you know, injury struggles, like latter part of the, latter part of the season, like he kind of found his groove again. But uh, for me, ultimately, uh, uh, what he did in 21-22 set, set the bar and uh, yeah he kind of fell way off um, right um, a- a- any anything else to add on all about people um, um, just that when he was there when he was available the the, mm. the CB partnership looked stronger than it did with mm. any alternatives that we had and mm. for that reason I agree with Javier even though he wasn't available um, mm. it was an average season by his high standards and the standards mm. are High already, so yeah, average for me. Razad also agrees with uh, with us. Alaba set him at average uh, because he didn't play much. Yeah, Madrid TV also says uh, been injured a lot this season. Back up Madrid TV, man. Have have you know see seen you around for for years. Um, big big up big up yourself. Also, 
uh, quickly Militao, I think this deserves, in my opinion, S tier if we exclude the last couple of months. But since the last couple of months also is a part of, you know, um, part of this review, he has to be downgraded to, you know, A tier for me. Um, if it wasn't for, you know, a, a shaky April, May, um, he was one of, or if not the best centre-back in the league uh, alongside Araujo. Um, uh, so, so commanding. Um so consistent, especially with, with his performances, you know, for large parts of the season. Um, I, I only hope, uh, you know, like Militao found Alaba, you know, um, you know, dealing with less fitness issues. Um, but unfortunately for, 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 you know, both him and uh, Alaba, it, it didn't really quite click, you know, that that starting pair, remember uh, Mo Farouk, you know, last year we, we were actually, when Rudiger was coming in, we were kind of the notion that these guys are the ones that needs to be challenged. You know, Rudiger has to prove himself to actually, you know, break this Champions League, La Liga, double winning centre-back partnership. Um, so, yeah, man, Militao for me, uh, eight year, nothing to scoff at, still pretty solid season, you know, for someone who is still not in his prime yet, um, in my opinion. Um, who should I come come to? Farouk, bro, Militao. Yeah, man, I mean, that's the thing, like, Militao actually, you know, uh, similar to Arab, actually, you set the bar so high, and also, you know, he started the season, you know, a bit uh, okay as well, and as you said, you know, towards the business end of the season, honestly, for some reason, you know, for even Carlo to tell him that he has to wake up at a press conference, you need to know the level of, you know, uh, of how much far his last dropped, honestly. Mm. So because of that, for me, honestly, like, I'm not going to go with the, you know, the the the, the good tier or like the B tier in the sense. I'm going to go with a bit more average tier considering the fact that... Oh, holy... I, I try, you know... Okay. I try okay. to, you know, even, even out to see what the season has been because the point is, when I look at the tiers right now, I see Kamavinga and Militao in the same bracket. And in my opinion, I think Kamavinga was much more consistent and much more better than Militao was. So because of that, I do feel like uh, uh, they should not lie in the same level as well, honestly. So this is the reason why I'm going to just, you know, downgrade Militao to average, honestly. So and also, like, I mean, this... Mm. The, the, the thing is that, I mean, let's, let's not kid ourselves. This season, our defence has been totally, you know, really, really shaky, honestly. And obviously, I know continuity is an issue there, you know, like he's always played with different centre-backs at, you know, different points. I mean, I don't think he actually even played a consistent... I think only when Alaba was injured, I think he mm. was playing with Trudegal quite a lot. And even then, Nacho was coming in and out. So he's not had that level of, you know, consistency to be able to form an understanding with, with the centre-back partner. But I just feel like uh, I, I don't... I wouldn't put him personally for me or in the good tier. I will make him like an average uh, season. So. Yeah, so there is S, there is A, uh, and then there is average. Yeah, so average for me, um, he he's A tier clearly. Um, this makes for a very interesting. Um, yeah, for me, I think Farouk mm. has a lot of recency bias. Yeah, he's just uh, considering the end of the season. Because if you if you did this, uh, you know, player ratings thing in the mid season, I don't think uh, uh, Militao would be that low for Farouk and Kamavinga that high. Because I think when, you, when you're judging players, you have to judge them overall. Uh, despite the fact that Militao tailed off towards the end, you have to consider the fact that till like uh, till around February, Militao was our best defender, and he was one of our best players. 
Also so, one of the best uh, defenders in the world, as per Yeah, I, I, if I remember, yeah, Angelotti came out and said that he's one of the best defenders in the world. And I think Milita also gave an interview after that. Probably he got a new girlfriend and, you know, he's probably a little bit uh, inflated his head and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever happened, happened. But I think before that, he was pretty good. So for me as well, I agree with you when you say that he was in the A tier, you know, good tier. I wouldn't call his season mm-hmm. average by any, any, you know. Any stretch was it an mm. average Militao season for Real Madrid? Though it was right for I mean he, again. I mean the, I would agree the ending so was, so. was bad. The ending was bad, but uh, before before that he was pretty good. You know you might even consider putting him like in the same tier as Courtois and Winnie towards the start of the season. Oh, yeah, but towards the end it was pretty horrible. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. the the way he fell off kind of you know puts a puts a taint on his overall uh, grade. Uh, yeah, Javier. Yeah, I think Militao is one of the few players that, uh, at, in depend at what point in time we can put mm. it in any probably any tier, you know. And for me, I agree with um, all of you in the good in the good tier because the highlights of the Militao we saw this season it could be in the S tier in the B tier, and the lowest of Militao could probably be in the bad tier. So, uh, if I keep a balance i will say he had a better uh, or best part of the season you know like eight months in the s good and uh, two months in the average bad so as a whole season i would put uh, Militao in, in, in good not good enough for s but i wouldn't be that harsh and put it uh, put him in, in average so yeah like usual farouk you know gets um outvoted but yeah, it happens. After but... Coming, yeah, the next target is Milita for Farouk. Yeah, like I, I think the, I think the Milan air, you know, kind of you know, um, made Farouk change his agenda. But you know, Farouk I don't know. Why I just, I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just remember. Like the thing is, that, I mean, well, then maybe you guys, you know, uh, see what you see. But one thing I'm, I'm gonna say is that even before the World Cup started, like it's been really bad for our defense. So I don't really, I can't mm. maybe. I don't know. I can just recall, you know, the what Mo was talking about that it's, you know, the last two months or whatever it is. But for me, it's just since being the since the turn of the year. Honestly, I would say since November, like I can't really recall, you know, uh, how solid it was. But maybe, as you guys said, maybe I just can't remember correctly. But for me, that's just it. Like I remember, like since around November before the World Cup, throughout the return of the World Cup, it's it's not been very good. Honestly, that's just what I remember. Well, Farouk has been very. Um very uh you know um you know what i think, la- I think Farouk, la- Farouk yeah. is an agency for some other center back that he wants at Real Madrid. so his next target is Eder Molita, you know to open up a starting spot no, i mean if i, 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 if mean, I want to open up a starting spot the the, the, the target obviously is either Alaba or Ritika. those are the 30 plus defenders man Militao is the one you have for the future and 100 percent um but Farouk, like i i want to actually back Farouk uh, a bit here because he was constantly reminding us how erratic you know Militao has been even when he has had um, you know blinder of performances you know like back to back he always kind of reminded me and made me uh, feel a little more grounded about about Militao's performance so yeah man I completely agree with uh, uh, your 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 uh, you know notion but he should be he should be uh, you know um, eight here the, the comments uh, also agree with with most of us you know um, Madrid TV says Militao been very good this season. Few bad games, but uh, solid, good. Yeah, hundred percent. XJ says uh, think Militao was very good 
the April dip was disappointing and then his continuity was off. Um, I agree with that as well. Continuity is, is a huge part um, of a centre-back's game. Was still quite con- consistent and, and I trusted him by far the most out of all our centre-backs. Needs to concentrate way more. Yeah. That's one thing also uh, we have had, uh, you know, moments where, you know, we 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 got so frustrated watching him because one moment you see him dribble past three guys out of out of a, out of a, you know a tight spot and then you see him dilly dallying you know into into no man's land so yeah like militao sometimes has polarizing performances you know it's part of the process uh, i believe for someone you know so talented and whose uh, ceiling is super high rajat says uh, when militao was suspended for that man city game it was clear that we were missing yeah missing uh, you know someone of that ilk um Stan says, Joselu with the lucky goal for Spain. I guess we're signing him now. What do you guys think about his signing? I think it's extremely unnecessary. He's just going to take minutes away from Alvaro. If someone wants to take this question. Um, I think you need to go with at least two experienced strikers into the season, right? You cannot depend on Alvaro. I think everybody who's saying that he's taking away minutes from Alvaro, while I understand where you're coming from. You also have to understand the fact that Alvaro is like literally 18 or 19 and doesn't really have any experience at the top flight. You know, Real Madrid going in with him as a second striker is a pretty risky choice mm-hmm. and overall personally i'm not really convinced that long term alvaro is going to be like the striker for madrid and i think jose lu his form over the past few years has been pretty good so i'm pretty excited about what he does in Madrid because he brings on a different uh qualities to Madrid's team you know he he's good in the box he's like that box in the box striker that <laughs> Madrid haven't had you know even karim benzema wasn't that type of striker so i'm quietly enthused by his signing, but I don't think he should be the starting striker. Mm. Especially yeah, he, if Castilla yeah. gets promoted. If Castilla gets promoted, we, we hopefully we will get, they will need Alvaro. So it's it's it would be better for him having regular minutes in the Castilla in the second division than having probably non-existent minutes for us in the in the first division. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. The funny thing is, the last time Castilla was in the second division, Jose Lu was the striker. So, hopefully, the 2013, yeah, yeah. Mm, I remember that. Right, right. Um, onto 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 the matter at hand. Right. Um, Alaba Militao out of the way. Rudiger. I'll start with uh, with this one because you know I've been you know calling for his head for 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 large parts of the season. Um. I was one of those guys, you know, like I've reiterated so many times that was kind of confident and was kind of, you know, going up against Mo and Farouk last summer that this guy's going to bring clear leadership skills, you know, he's going to, uh, he's going to basically, you know, uh, dictate a backline, blah, 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 um, which didn't really quite happen for large parts, especially early first half of the season. But something in him changed the second part of the season, I'm not going to lie. Um grew a lot more consistent, a lot more uh, sure of himself. Um, kind of, I think, uh, relished the challenge uh, a bit more. Uh, I, I think in the earlier uh, earlier months, he was a deer in headlights, you know, like the pressure um, and, and the expectation was, was was a massive step up from Chelsea. But I think he has taken, taken, um, taken a good account of himself, uh, you know, uh, to close the season. Um, and I think I only have positive thoughts, positive things to say about Rodiga. And it's all credit to him, man. Um, he 
he kind of set me up and and I'm ready to be even more humble next season when you know like he um clearly clearly you know steps up and probably becomes our best center back for me um should he be average or should he be a tier i mean it's 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 a very difficult one um i probably I, go average i, I, I probably yeah, i'm probably going to say something that varug will disagree with yeah. i'll probably put him in good tier only for the performance like you know if you consider rudiger's season i think while i agree that uh, he was he took time to get acclimated right um when he came in he wasn't really sure about his role i think and his positioning and everything so it takes time you know especially when you're playing in defense you know it's a really tactical job you need to understand with your partner you need to have an understanding you need to know what moves to make and when i think it took some time for rudiger to get adjusted to his teammates but uh, by like by mid season he started doing that and his performance level improved for me the pinnacle of rudiger obviously has to be that game against haland because you know he kept haland quiet for the first leg so for me personally that performance alone would probably put him in you know if it were not that performance i would probably put him in average but that performance for me raises him into a good tier that that's, that's a very very uh, good way to put it um does anybody have anything to add regarding rodiger yeah definitely mid 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 yeah. uh, it's been a long season it's a campaign and with rodiger i'm never I'm never at peace. I'm, I I sit there knowing that something could go wrong any moment. Um uh, and we consider a, lo- a lot of course where Rudiger has been just watching the ball just as I have. My season has been mid. Why not Rudiger? Yeah. That, 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 I agree that, with that's a violation right Jadu. there. Yeah. Go on Abigail. I yeah. agree with Jadu and probably Farouk it's not in the his shed because I I, mm-hmm. I cannot I cannot watch Rudiger being the same tier as Eduardo and Militao. Mm. It's 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 an average season for sure. Mm. Right. Uh, for okay, so anything, the thing is this. Right. The thing is this. Uh, I totally get the point about the whole Haaland thing. Honestly, like I also said that, like I was really worried, you know, to the level of shitting my pants about, you know, Rudiger against Haaland. Honestly, but the point is that I'm not gonna take one game. And honestly, Sunil, you're right. After that game, actually, the couple of games he played, like it was much more better. But mm. these were already these were garbage games, games that had zero pressure in them. So I'm I'm sorry, but one individual Champions League game that was eventually inconsequential doesn't make, doesn't forgive everything that happened before the beginning. I mean, before the whole. Let me game. ask you this question, Farouk. Yeah. So um, if Rudiger started the second leg, would it have made a difference? I don't think so because I've always said this. Like I I I said this before, irrespective of who started. If you're defending three kicks on your goal line, like. It doesn't change anything. You were so deep already. It was an instruction from the coach already. Mm-hmm. It's not about mm-hmm. who played or who did. You understand? That was just the thing. So yeah, I, I don't think it's about that. But me personally, I don't see Rudiger anywhere there. Honestly, the only reason why I will actually put Rudiger as average is because he was present on like uh, Mendy. I actually think Mendy. I think Rudiger should also be in the bad tier, in my opinion. But yeah, again, I, I knew he was gonna say that. <laughs> Because honestly, like one individual game doesn't negate or rather doesn't validate everything that had happened before then. And the performances after that are in garbage games that had zero pressure in them. So because of mm. one game, all of a sudden Rudiger becomes a potential A-tier player. I'm sorry, man. I don't there's, know. there's also something I don't, I don't, that, uh, that, that, that Rajat is saying in the chat that echoes a lot of what uh, I've seen on Reddit. It's that you can't argue because he's 
you can't argue he's not been good because we got him for a free deal. For the free deal, this is what you're getting. But that's not an argument that I choose to... I mean, we, 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 we can't come and, you know, do that because he's being paid this, this, is, that, so. this, this is not your, your local night out at, at McD, bro, where you get, you know, free fries and, you know, you should be happy with whatever fries you get, you know, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, this is not the same... Because uh, he, catfish. even mm. if the transfer was for free, the, he, he still have a... But probably one of uh, the best uh, salaries, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Didn't exactly. Come for free. Hundred percent. Um, so where should I put him? In average, bad, good. Let's see. Decide after I read out a couple of comments. You know, uh, Madrid TV here says Rudiger been good, very useful. Yeah. Um, I guess he's kind of referencing to his versatility where he has played left back and whatnot whenever called upon. Um, Rajat Yadu basically said, uh, you know, what Rajat felt. XJ, um, hard to put Rodiga and Alaba in the same category for me. Average, but mostly bad. Very shaky start, but I hope uh, with time he had settled and it seems he did. Still not good enough. So I guess the majority is kind of swinging towards average. Yeah, and even okay, I would put him in average, and just mm. for the, uh, I don't know if the all the all the chat know. Even mm. if you put guys in the same category, uh, if you are the further to the left, you are almost you know a category above. If you are furthest to the right, you are almost a category. Yeah, there's you know. like top of average, bottom of average. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Average yeah. is closer so, to bad. Top of average is closer to good. So just just that. So, bottom of uh, average for me. Okay. I mean, for now, there's just Alaba to compete against. He's He's been worse than Alaba. I mean, face it, guys. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, with, Alaba. All these, with all these intricacies, I'm thinking we should just get a bell curve. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it just peaks in the middle. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, Alaba, even, even after, you know, his injury has looked like two times the defender Rudiger has been, you know, with, with, with Matt. Um, right. The centre-backs... Who else? Nacho. Nacho. Um, who should I come? Um, scroll, scroll up, Javier. Javier, scroll uh, up a little bit. Okay. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's um, moving a little bit uh, slow. I'll, no, that's okay. I don't no. know why. Yeah, just right. Uh, just the screen. Okay. So Mo, uh, Nacho, quickly, yeah. Like we 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 gotta yeah, quickly move on from the defense. He was average. Yeah, because he barely played, so I don't really know. He had a pretty good game with Salah, you know, and but then Chukwueze completely destroyed him. So average for me. Those are the only two games of his that I remember. Apart from that, nothing noteworthy. Hundred percent. So. Uh, a very um, non non consequential, you know, season uh, in in terms of Nacho. Like it, it's not his fault. Um, it, it is clearly a manager yeah, a managerial I, I decision. I understand when he when he wanted to leave Real Madrid because he wasn't getting mm. a role. I think he's probably only stayed because uh, he's going to be the captain. Because otherwise, I don't really see the need for like a reason why Nacho is sticking around. Because mm. Ancelotti clearly doesn't rate him above Rudiger, Alaba, and you know, uh, Milita, obviously. So, for me personally, Nacho didn't really have much of a role. So, average is okay. I always felt super bad for Nacho. Um, even even up, yeah, like that performance against Villarreal was shambolic. Um. But more often than not, like whenever we had a bad performance, I was wondering, where is Nacho? Where is Nacho? 
why why can't Doctor fix this? You know, because man is you know Doctor fix it. You know, he is the very quick. He can you know um fix up holes that we didn't know exist because he's so super consistent. But yeah, um for me as well, you know, like like what XJ says, your yeah, average didn't play enough. It, it's just a very you know um yeah like in inconsequential you know season for Nacho. Uh, does anybody have anything else to add regarding Nacho? I mean, the only, I guess, yeah, the only statement is that whenever we had defensive issues, uh, the mm. team didn't trust enough to bring Nacho on instead of mm. any of the other centre backs. I mean, that I think that speaks volumes in itself. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, the the average category is it's fine, but I would put him slightly above uh, Lava and Rudiger, as, mm. as you know, like. In terms of his level, he had a better season. Those two guys had uh, poor seasons because we know they can be top tier or uh, eight tier at least. So we cannot expect the same level for Nacho. So in terms of his level, he he was an average season, but mm. but better than those 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 other two. Yeah, I, I disagree with Javier over there. I think Nacho, you expect more from him. But I don't really expect him to get destroyed by Chukwueze, even though Chukwueze has space and, you know, Nacho doesn't... But do you expect to, to him to be better than Alaba? Or better than Rudiger? I mean, Nacho has been at Real Madrid. Whenever he started, he's given good performances, right? He's played to the level of a Real Madrid centre-back. So, given his own level, okay, ignoring the fact that how good Alaba and Rudiger are, this wasn't a season that you expect from Nacho. If, if you think about Nacho, you think of a player that who, whenever called upon, he comes and delivers. This season, you wouldn't say that Nacho, whenever he called upon, he delivered. So I think even from his own level, he was like below for me. For me, Nacho is a very good defender, but I'm bro. Like I have the sentiment that he didn't get enough chances. To I mean, that that's mm. pretty valid. He didn't get enough chances because that's the first thing I said, right? He didn't play enough. Mm. But like uh, whenever he did play, he didn't play to his level. That's what I would say. I wouldn't say that he played like he was uh, above his level or anything. That that's so what he, I agree with. That assessment. Um, Haruk, anything, anything? Nothing, man. Honestly, for me, like when you talk about Nacho, I just think of a player who has a certain level and uh, cannot break that ceiling. You understand? Occasionally, he does, you know, exceptional performances as we saw last season. But honestly, for me, he's just an average player that gives you six point five ten. You know, at least this is what you can expect to. One good thing I love about Nacho is uh, obviously like the outliers, like, you know, Mo pointed out, which I think are outliers because like he got destroyed by Samu Chukwesi, but how many times have I watched Nacho get destroyed by whoever it is? Honestly, very I can few. count on my, exactly, very few. So, you know, that's why I said like they're outliers, but also the thing is that I'm not expecting him to put in monstrous performances to the level of the Militaos or the Alabas, you understand, or what uh, Ritiga was promised to be, you understand? So for mm -hmm. me, like uh, Nacho is just, you know, Average. So, I mean, that's just it. Average. Fair, fair, fair. Um, right. Before we get into the midfield, Stan SSS, um don't end the stream without addressing the elephant in the room, or in this case, the the tortoise. Um, the turtle. Tic -tac, I the turtle. Yeah, Tic -tac. turtle. Um, I think he's literally playing with everyone. Maybe trying to overshadow Harlan too. Um, should we really get into this tonight, or should we wait? I mean, if you guys want to touch upon it, I, I'm ready with my Holland stuff. Uh, go for it. Go, oh, for yeah, it. Stuff. go for it. Go for it. Keep it short, though. 
Now for me, uh, I don't really trust him. I, I think this guy, he, he knows what he's doing. He knows like uh, what game he's playing. And I, I don't really know what to expect from him. Is, is it a play to get a better contract? Or is it a play because he wants to move this season? Some people will come and tell you, you know, he's playing that high IQ level uh, games to, you know, mind games to get a move out of PSG. But then I, I, I don't really trust him to do that. Mm-hmm. Just to keep uh, it short, I don't trust him. Mm. Yes, Me? Um, I... I yeah, like uh, yeah, go go on, Yadu. Yeah, uh, I I think I, I I've already you know been pretty clear with you guys. I'll let the chat know later, but go first. Yeah, go first. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe the PR. Uh, first off, because we've been burnt on this bridge before. Uh, but the second thing is that Macron came out and said that he will pressure Mbappe to stay, which is a weird thing for a president of a country to say. I mean, don't you have anything else to do? He's asking a player to stay at a club. Like, how is that a part of... The, 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 this is did? not the first time that's exactly, happened. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? Is this a ritual that you do every every year with the president of your country? Bro, there's no point. Again, I mean, if there will be a lot of socioeconomic factors that go into it, to not get deep into it, but uh, I think he's uh, staying at PSG. Just just keeping things 100 with you. That's, that's just what's happening. Yeah. No right. Hope. No hope, yeah. No. For me, I think, you know, like BSU might eventually sell him. I don't know what he is kind of playing around. I think basically what Mbappe is trying to do, that this might seem very on, on the surface, but this is what I personally think. Uh, I think Mbappe is basically uh, trying to devoid himself of any blame and basically, you know, like make his side clear and, you know, not appear, not appear to be, you know, the villain in, in, in front of his, uh, you know, um, PSG, you know, uh, faithful, you know, his, his fans, you know, I think that's what he's trying to do. But uh, the summer is long. We'll eventually find out you know, what's, what's what going you on. Said, I think what hmm. you said is one angle to it. The second angle would be the fact that uh, when he signed his contract with PSG, you know, hmm. uh, he was guaranteed a wage of 70, 70 million euros every year. But hmm. then he was also given a signing bonus. The signing bonus is split into three seasons. So the first season he gets like 70 million, second season he gets 80 million, third season gets 90 million. So the 80 million is due in on August. I, I think it's either July or August. I'm not exactly sure about the dates, but that that one is due like within within this uh, window. So I don't really see him moving before that because uh, we have a precedence up with it. Uh, when Neymar moved from Barcelona to PSG, he waited around till the first of August to get a loyalty bonus. So Mbappe might be doing something similar. But then, even then, if he moves the season, he stands to lose like close to 150, 150 million euros. So I don't really think I don't I can't see him doing that, and that is why I think he keeps on insisting, like you know, every, every time he gives the interview that you know he wants to stay on at PSG because Neymar, when he moved from Barcelona to PSG, Barcelona sued him for that money, and they didn't have to pay him. So I think Mbappe is probably wary of that as well because you don't really want to lose out on uh, 80 million euros, right? And then 100%, the part, yeah. And then I I guess uh, he's he's okay giving up the the last last year, but I think probably there might also be a play to get a new contract, you know, on better terms because this is something that you always see NBA players do. They have a player option, they decline it, get a better contract later. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's doing that. I actually get that. I mean, his whole entourage is a control free group. Uh, they control everything from press releases, image rights, everything. Image rights, I kind of agree with him. I, I see his chances as pretty progressive for a player. But yeah, I think it's it's again a play for the contract to be more on his terms than on PSG's terms. Just adding to it. Yeah. 
just to counter that, I would say when you want full contract rights, you cannot expect clubs to pay you a high money, right? Clubs also need to make money. Like if but then Madrid, again, it's a special case, isn't it? It's not a traditional play. It's not a traditional case. It's not traditional money. Um, with a base I mean, contract, we've seen rules get thrown out of the window from what you could have expected, even from last season. So I don't think this is a normal case where you can expect, okay, this is the precedent and this is what usually happens. It, there's no usual happening here. No, I, I, I don't disagree with that. What, I dis, uh, what I'm saying is like, it's a little bit of hypocritical of Mbappe to go and ask for high wages and then ask for full, you know, image rights as well. So I don't think it's possible for clubs to do both of them, but then he's at the club that can do both of them. And that is PSG. Yeah, be, so, because PSG is not a, you know, like, I, I get what you guys said, like, not it's, it's not the same, yeah, it's, it's not the same, you know, like, it's not the usual, you know, like, you don't sign uh, a, a contract with two years plus one on the player side when you are 23. It's not normal, you know. We saw today Jude Bellingham signed a six-year deal. That's the usual for players that age. So uh, if you ask me, uh, Mbappé only only want to uh, consolidate his money status. Uh, he basically, for me, he played in the Qatar League while he's at Paris. I don't know if you if you guys get what I mean. You know, like uh, fill his pockets two seasons and then force a move to a, a, a better team. Hopefully, it's us. I still want him, but. Uh, we cannot move aside this uh, this other Mbappé, you know, like Florentino said, this is not my Mbappé. I not get what he means. And if you want to be rich, uh, it's it's okay. All of us will try to pursue the the better wealth for our family. It's not yeah. normal to the president. It's not normal the whole entourage. For me, at least, I expect him to to come. I, I said it on the on the chat. I expect him to come. But if if we can uh, push or him uh, help us to push the move, uh, it's, it's it's almost funny, you know. The the more he say he wants to stay at PSG, it forces the move uh, to PSG. Both of PSG to hands to sell, yeah, yeah. To lower the price for us. Mm. So mm. he's if he basically said every single day, oh, I want to stay, I want to stay, I want to stay. He's only saying to the gallery, but in terms of the the business side of the teams, he's saying like you better you better sell me uh, now PSG if you ever want to want uh, a few uh, dollars in your pocket. Mm -hmm. So it's going. I said in the chat, it's going. I hope it's going to a long run. You know, like I I don't expect this to be resolved in June or July. I expect late August even. So. If he comes, great. If he doesn't, I still will. I I, I think we have the cover uh, in the beginning, and we should pursue the number nine. But I, I think we're gonna get him. Yeah, for me, the biggest worry. Ha is like, apparently has an agenda against Vini. How can you say you have a cover in Vini for God's sake? No, I mean, not. I I, I wouldn't go uh, full uh, face for Mbappe. You know, and and and, and once again. I made this tier, you know. I made the tier when Bini is the top of the top. And I said in, in this podcast, I said Mbappe is not on the level of Bini. So 
If you ask me, we don't need Mbappe. And Mbappe is not on the level of Vini, yeah. I, I hope uh, everyone heard that right. But we need to keep this moving. We will be touching yeah. upon Mbappe, uh, uh, you know, in the in the coming weeks for sure. You know, just just little, you know, um, teaser since you know people were requesting our you know um, opinion on this. Right, uh, a few comments before we get into midfield. We are already uh, over an hour in. Um, Tana says uh, defense. Players, so, you know? sorry, uh, we still have defense players that we didn't come up. I, I put them if you, and yeah, Javier's just rearranging it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just touch upon them really quickly. But yes, we yeah. just finished the comments really quickly. Uh, as for the stand, as I said, as for the review, I didn't like the rooting assigning from from the onset. I was sort of proven right. Uh, I, I thought uh, Paul Torres, due to his calm and elegant style, uh, he was going to complete all those ro- robust defenders. Um, not for sure, you know, Paul Torres hype. I get what people like about him, but uh, I don't I don't consider him elite, um, uh, in my opinion. Tarsaliba says, who is going to be our striker for next year if Mbappe and Kane stays? I personally prefer him to stay and buy him for free. Um, 160 million plus is way too much for Mbappe. I disagree with the with the money thing. You know, like I like if we can get him this season, it it'll be a fucking statement. I'm not gonna lie. Money comes, money goes, bro. Um, we gotta, you know, we we can't waste another year. Um, Deron Hunter says for me, we need a world class striker. Harry Kane, also right back. If we don't get uh, none of those uh, uh, positions uh, filled, it's hard for us to compete next season for a trophy. Saliba says, surely we are not going to pay him the salary he's receiving in PSG. How much is he on um, at PSG? 70 million. 70 million plus yearly bonus. I think that's 70 like, million. Um, I, I don't, can you put it into perspective? Because I'm used to the weekly thing. Um, I don't really know. It's three times to... more than uh, Karim or Hassan last season. Three times. Three At times, least. yeah. I don't think we'll be able to afford it. Um, no, nah, we can't pay that. I think if if he comes to Madrid, the number rumored is twenty five million. So we didn't pay Cristiano be... Ronaldo thirty million. Yeah, we didn't pay Cristiano Ronaldo thirty million. So that when Cristiano Ronaldo went then asked uh, Florentino for thirty million, he told him to go to the door. So you know. Mm, yeah, I think absolutely that should be you know we like what uh, what we see in modern you know uh, football you know essentially like great clubs you know like they they succumb when faced up with this with this jeopardy that is the wage bracket the wage structure should be in my opinion one of the most uh looked after you know uh pieces of the puzzle in, in, in a club you can't demolish that for you know any any single uh player but on to the midfield man um who should we start with yeah, in lieu of his uh, amazing performance last night. You just skip Danny Carvajal, bro. You just skip Danny Carvajal like you don't. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, my bad, my bad. I was completely caught up with this, you know, this conversation regarding Mbappe. My bad. Um, Danny, disrespect. No, it, it didn't disrespect. Danny Carvajal is my is my guy, but uh, in my did opinion, you, did you forget Mendy? You didn't forget Mendy. How would you forget? Okay. Carvajal for me. Relax, relax, yeah, Farouk. Carvajal for me had. Uh, bang average season. Um, it could have been bad, easily bad, but I think his Champions League performance has kind of redeemed his status um, a bit uh, for this season. Um, but nothing much to add, you know, like I've voiced my opinion similar to, you know, many of you guys, you know, on this very panel that uh, 
sometimes when you look at Danny Carvalho's performances, like you wonder, um, has he really fallen off? Does he have enough mileage in him to you know go for another couple of seasons? Um, it it is a question mark. It is a question mark. But for a, as a season as a whole, I think average would would uh, you know uh, you know do him justice. But I'll come to you, Farooq, bro. Break it down. Before Farooq goes, yeah. I just want to say one thing. You know, I, I support Farooq when he says you totally forgot about him because you know a, a common reference the right back position he still did remember Danny Carvalho. So. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So you're gonna pile that on me as well, yeah? Nice, nice ganging up on me. Have fun, guys. Have fun. But uh, over to you, Farooq. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, Javier, as you know, and you as well, have rightly just placed Carval there. I think Carval is like you know that kind of you know curve that goes up and down, up and down, and eventually just settles down and average. You know, like the good out, out. You know, out. How can I say like? just balances out the evil or if that's the term but honestly like i think carvajal it's not about not having mileage anymore it's about just you know getting comfortable and not having that competition there because he knows like whatever happens like he's the guy who's gonna play irrespective so i think due to that like he doesn't feel the need to i don't know step up or you know improve his, his play or whatever it is but i just feel like he, he's gotten too comfortable right i do still believe that carvajal has at least one two good seasons in him just like he needs strong one to push him very strongly honestly Yeah, for me personally, I disagree with Farouk. Yeah. I think Carvalho's injuries have caught up with him. I think uh, if if it was possible financially, I would want Real Madrid to replace him, like you know, get a different player. But I don't think it will happen, sadly, because of the financial situation. You know, with three players under contract right back. But I think uh, I don't disagree with uh, I. I sorry, I disagree with Farouk when he says that uh, it's just because he's getting complacent. He doesn't really have anybody to compete with him. I think it's simply because. Carvajal, right now, he he. He's you can't also overlook the factor that competition basically would improve, you know, the performances of a player drastically. I think when you I have nobody to look behind, I, I, I agree with that. The competition plays a role, but mm-hmm. with Carvajal, I think his injuries have caught up with him. It isn't because he doesn't want to do good or anything. You know, he was pretty brilliant without competition previously as well. But especially since his issues in 2018 with myocarditis, his performances have been a downward slope. And after the 20 season, like 1920 season, it's it's been it's just been downward slope for him. So it is it is a part of a larger pattern. It isn't just something that you know has happened like this season or you know an acute thing. It's it's something that's been a part a part of a bigger pattern. He's been declining, and I think this season finally we are seeing that this is the end of the, this is the beginning of the end of Tani Carvajal. I would ask Javier like. We got to keep this very fucking short, yeah. Like we got to quickly move on. Um, Danny Carver has a twenty-one, twenty-two season. I I thought it was it was it was fine. It wasn't his, you know, exemplary, you know, standard set by himself. Like, but still, it was fairly satisfactory, and he provided the biggest, you know, assist of the season against City. Have you, in in your opinion, like, does he still have a role in this club? If you had a chance. to you know dictate how you know we dealt uh, the right back situation yeah uh, he he still has the role yes in the same regard i, I think the last season or the few last seasons of tavia i think we lost lost tavia um right let's just quickly move on um um i hope tavia you know actually has him At, at average can anybody yeah, see yeah, that he does he does yeah he does yeah is yeah. is he still in the meeting yes yeah okay okay 
Fair, fair, fair. Right. Uh, quickly into midfield. In lieu of his, you know, amazing performance last night, Lokita, uh, Yadu. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, as in, oh, it's it's always tough because he is one of the greatest this club has ever had in the midfield, at least for me. Uh, player I've seen the most uh, and still plays like he's a uh, 23 instead of being right? the internet, Javier's internet just disconnected, sorry. Uh, for me, it would be uh, he had a good season. He didn't have a weenie level season um, because I guess for me, the reasoning is that it, it kind of petered out. I mean, I guess I'm asking more of him than what I should. Um, but yeah, Luka Modric, man. He is Luka Modric, so it's a, it's a good season. Overall, it's a good season. It's not the best of seasons. It's it, it can't hold a candle up to last season. It's not also a bad season. So, yeah, it's... It's not even average. I can't even see, say average. So, good. Because there used to be a time when we had standing ovations for Luka Modric stadium after stadium, away game after away game. And then it kind of uh, the World Cup effect and then the petering off of general forms throughout the team. Um, and we ended up where we are. So, a good season. Better than average. Yeah. Uh, yes, I don't know uh, what happened. My... My but you're back, right? Google. You're back, right? Yeah, we we're good. Thank God, thank God. Right. Um. Uh, okay. Mo. Uh. Modric. Yeah, I agree with uh, Yadu. You know the the when he says that he was good, I agree with him. But then you know with Luka Modric, you expect more. So 100%. I expected him to be like you know on the same tier as Vinny and Courtois, but he wasn't. That was disappointing. But overall, I think uh, when he was good, he was good. When he wasn't, yeah, you couldn't do anything about it. He's growing up in age, and I think next season his playtime probably has to be decreased. I think we can't rely on him as much as we have relied so far. But this season, yeah, eight-year good is okay. At times, he has looked, you know, uh, struggling for, for fitness, man. Um, especially, you know, like lead up to the semifinals. Um, when when we had to kind of be rushed back, I don't understand. You know, like at least now with Bellingham, it wouldn't be such a pressing issue. But um, you can't rush him from an injury. You can't force him to you know play uh, like like every fucking ninety, eighty minutes even. Like if if we are actually doing pretty well, you should be looking to sub him off uh, around the sixtieth minute mark. Obviously, when you're watching this guy at work, like you would want him to play forever. Like you know that's the that's that's the, the 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 you know the simple fact of the matter. But for me, Modric's season, the way it started again, was was splendid. Just like how our overall season was, uh, the the momentum with which he began the season kind of you know petered out, and uh, it didn't look great. I'm I'm telling you, even even in games that our team did well. Modric did have stinkers here and there, which was so uncharacteristic of him. I've I've not actually seen Modric stoop that low. I did even mention it on a subreddit, you know, like I haven't seen Modric play that bad in a long, long while. Um, but uh, like like what, you know, Yadu and uh, Mo said, I, I 100% agree that, you know, he had an eight, eight eye, you know, uh, season uh, by far. Mm, right. Uh, anything else to add regarding Modric, Farouk and Javier? 
just just to point out that I'm not sure if he's going to start the next season. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure. I, I, he's tempted by Saudi League, and why not? He's 38. He proved everything, and he knows that he had the replacement. Whoever you name, you name it, you name it. Mm -hmm. Jude, mm -hmm. Fede, Eduardo, Schwamini, uh, Ceballos. He 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 had a lot of competition. And if you if you uh, go to Saudi League and making one year more than the, the past ten years at Real Madrid, why not? For me, it will not change a thing, and mm -hmm. it will be the legend of the legends. You know, one of the best midfielders in history of the game, one of the best uh, players in the history of Real Madrid. So I I I would love him to to stay, but I completely understand if he goes. Just, just that, and for me, I would rather have this this note, this this good season for Modric than having a, you know, some regard of the last season of Marcelo. Basically, it, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you some some, some something that that you, you wouldn't be able to, you know, or that you wouldn't be ready to, you know, accept. But Modric is never going down like that, bro. Like, it's never gonna happen. No way, no way. So. Modric, you like, know even, you know. even, even if he's on one leg, you you will notice that you know, like this guy, this guy is, is different. Um, but uh, yeah, in, in regards to time, so Farouk, do you do you agree? Uh, eight year is, is it's okay for Modric? Yeah, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Hundred percent. Is that a yes? Okay, okay. Have yeah. Um, do do you do your do your magic? Uh, XJ also says Modric was good. The World Cup affected uh so much of the team. Yeah. Um, and the amount of minutes he plays regularly for Croatia as well is a is a is a, is a major you know brunt um regarding his fitness. But I saw him last night. He didn't break a sweat. The the swagger with which he was dismantling the Dutch midfield was 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 uh was a sight to behold. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, on his day, he can be, he can be, you know, uh, up there with anybody who who played in midfield, right? Uh, Tony Cruz, Farouk. Um, I kind of feel like this is a difficult one, at least for me personally, because uh, Cruz could be. I mean, he also started the season, you know, quite well, and you know, like a man on a mission and what is and what is not. But he's also played a lot of the season you know out of position playing the you know lone pivot in and what is and what is not and honestly it's not been really good on him you know so it's it's been kind of weird honestly so for me i don't know i, I think cross was more of an average season than a good one i would you know rate him much more than that honestly i mean i don't know how skewed the rating is but honestly like there are a lot of i don't know i think there should be more colors here like the colors are just you know to one dimension i would say but for the sake you of want it, the I fucking fix just... our our team to design uh, our TMA makers or what? I don't know, man. I mean, it's just like there are some things that obviously, like you know, I wouldn't say like Cross has been that level of bad, honestly. But yeah, yeah, you know. So like, I feel like average doesn't do him justice, but good also is too much. So like, he's something in between. If that, if there is such a thing, but yeah, for the sake of it, average, let's, I guess exactly, let, exactly. Let's average, just yeah. let, let let's make him the top of average, and you know, better that's than, the thing. Like, better than we, all we, of the players were there. Yeah. We expect so much from Cross, honestly. So, like, he's also one of those players that you know we look forward to seeing how the transition happens next season. You know, so 
uh, with 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 uh, with with the new midfielders. Javier's actually done done a smart thing. Javier's <laughs> Javier's made a Tony Tia just for just for Cruz. Fair enough, man. Because I agree, I would go to the battle if someone put uh, Tony below or even in, on average. The man uh, provide a number five role that he hates playing and he did it well. And whenever he plays in his position, he was uh, one of the best players. In at the times, team. at times, I've got to agree with Javi. At times, you know, Cruz kind of felt superior to Bordic. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the consistency, you know, with uh, how, you know, Cruz operated, I think, um, it was far better than Modric in parts of the season. But, yeah, I agree with you guys as well, man. Cruz could have had, should have had a better season. But um, I clearly expected him to deteriorate more than Modric, which didn't happen. So I'm kind of happy. And the very fact that he was played out of position, played the six, which is not really his thing, was always going to, you know, hinder his... Uh, his season. I hope Carlo finally fucking learns, you know, the lesson and then moves him um, to where he, you know, refers to play. That is, yeah. He learned, he learned his lesson who plays a single pivot then. I, I didn't get that. What? If he learns his lesson, let's say Carlo eventually miraculously, you know, becomes someone so innovative, learning new things, you know, who plays a, who, <laughs> who plays a single pivot then? Um... For me, it's Kamavinga. Chomeni. Chomeni, man. He should be molded into that guy, in my opinion. Um, no, I think personally, for me, I think Kamavinga should be the six and Chomeni should be the eight. No, number eight is going to be Jude. No, Jude they, you play with two eights, right? You can play with Jude and Kamavinga. Uh, Chomeni. Kamavinga and Chomeni in a double pivot. Or God, honestly, I don't know what Fedev already has to do to see to gain some respect among you guys. Even in the group, you guys are like that. Everyone mentions everyone and just forget that someone like Fede exists somewhere. Or what but you, you, you asked okay. ask for the defense. I'll, I'll be honest with but you, Farouk. Again, whenever Fede plays in the midfield, I'm not that impressed with him. Me so I think Fede is more of an attacking player than a defender. You, you would put. Yeah, yeah. A, you said the defender as a pivot. You know, as a I, pivot, think, yeah. I think. I so think. Let's let's. Let's move on to a Fede quickly. Yeah. So Cruz has a tier of Cruz, yeah. Like he's on his own tier. Yeah. Of his own, yeah. So so there you go. Um I hope you know Farouk and Mo agrees because um yeah, the, the, yeah. for me it's not an issue because whenever Cruz like like whenever we sat him down and then he whenever he came on the pitch, you could see the difference. Without yeah, Cruz, I mean, like in offense was pretty Bad. Quickly, quickly before we move on to uh, Fede, Stanis says, I think the fact that we were still relying on Cruz and Modric said a lot about our quality in depth, but I think it, it's good for them to be around during this transition 100%. Couldn't agree more, Stan. But, mm. but we used to uh, drop names like oh, Modric and Cruz. Like, they're not the same age. They're not playing the same role. You know, Modric is 38, Tony is 33. They have a five-year gap. It's more than the, you know, like someone like Fede to, uh, you know, Jude. It's not like they they have the same age of they have the same relevance, you know. No, no, no. Like to... the experience can still be, you know, transferred. You can can still be taught, man. Like what what are you saying? So Cruz and Modric can't help these kids uh, to bed in. No, I think Javier is saying that you shouldn't mm. hold Cruz to the same level of scrutiny as Modric because Modric is older than Cruz. 
Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't get that. Okay, okay. Fair, fair, fair. I oh, think or, that, or, or okay. the fact that the fans mm. they come and say like we cannot rely on 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 cross on Tony. You know, we can rely on Tony as much as as, as the next guy. You know, yeah, He's but then again, I mean, yeah, it's true. But then again, Cruz has been talking more about retiring than any other player in yeah. Madrid's history. So. <laughs> I, I expect Cruz yeah. to stay a maximum of two seasons because he, if he feels like he can't do it anymore, he'll say it on his podcast first in German and then somebody on Twitter will translate it and then he'll talk to Perez and then that will be the end of that. So it's one of Yeah, those the podcast, yeah. podcast is getting out of hand. But I'll tell you something, Javier, like only Cruz and Motor shouldn't be measured with the same scale. But there are some things that should be talked about in the same conversation that these guys you know like regardless of the five-year age difference Modric sometimes looks better than Tony and also of Tony course. sometimes looks better than Modric so I don't think age has a part to play the experience is kind of you know neck neck level it's it's the same thing I think you also have to consider the fact that Tony mm. Cruz is like in, incredibly impossible to replace you know uh, while you might individually you might consider Modric to be the better player than Cruz I think it's the same thing with Cristiano and Benzema, right? I think yeah. it's pretty difficult to replace Benzema. I think it's pretty difficult to replace Cruz because you don't really get layers of those qualities often. 100%. Um, I agree with yeah. that. Um, All right. right moving, uh, on. moving on to um, who wants to Who wants to take the reins first? Yeah, I, I'll just say that Fede was pretty good at the before the World Cup. And he was not as good after the World Cup. Before the World Cup, he was playing uh, in a more attacking role, I guess. I should say. Right, not as, as right good as getting good. And, same uh, Fede wasn't nah, as good. It's, it's... I, I'm saying that before the World Cup, he was, he was pretty good. But after the World yeah. Cup, he was pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. You know, like, it's, you, because you said that it's not as good. I mean, Fede after the World Cup was terrible at points. Terrible. Yeah, for me, for me, that's the thing, right? Uh, before the World Cup, I felt he, he had a more attacking role. But uh, around the time of the World Cup and post the World Cup, I think Rodrigo made the right wing position his own in Ancelotti's mind. He sort of became undroppable. And then Fede, I guess, for me, that thing, right? Uh, with these players, these young players, we, they all have high potential. But unless you give them repetitions, they're not going to grow into, this, into their roles. And I think Fede is the prime example of that. When he plays right wing, he seems to have had that uh, repetitions on the wing positions, right? Right wing, right mid, and all those places. But when it comes about playing into the midfield, I think he struggles a bit as an eight. So for me, that's the, one the of thing the reasons is, why more, I you, You're overlooking the fact that he was playing for injury and a lot of pain as well. So I mean, that was towards the end of the season, but immediately after the World Cup, he wasn't that great either, right? And I mean, cutting him some slack. He had, I mean, that, he had a family. The terrible family well. issues. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. that Fine, we can consider that, but still, you know, you 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 can see when a player is uncomfortable in a position when he's not having the same level of performance that he would have outside in the wing positions. You know, when he was playing in those wing positions, he had the freedom to attack into the final half, take those shots. When but when you're playing as a midfielder, as an eight, you have a different set of responsibilities. And when it comes to those responsibilities, I think uh, Fede struggles a bit. Fede is a conundrum, honestly. Like even when he plays out wide, like some days. I obviously think that he can do the job, you know, like he adds a, a lot more stability uh, towards the right-hand side. But other days, like, I think he can't take a fucking man on. He can't provide any width, you know, like he's just basically hanging around um, right next to Carvajal, you know, like slightly, you know, um, 
uh, tucked in. But yeah, man, like he is also a, a, a question mark in my in my humble opinion. You know, like what is his disposition? That's why, like when we mention some favorites like Kamavinga, Fede doesn't usually. Uh, get into the conversation. I don't know what you guys think, but that's my opinion. You know, like why he kind of gets overlooked here, here and here and then. But Farooq, when you have been silent, Fede. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't say you don't know what Fede's best position is, and you know, talk about a player like Kamavinga as well. Then I don't know what will you say Kamavinga's best position is. Like we literally just talked Kamavinga's about Kamavinga's like, best position is someone saying a six, someone saying an eight, someone saying. I mean, but then I'm in the midfield, what, what what does he offer you? Is he a six? Is he an eight? You know, this is the he's question. He's a box-to-box, in my opinion. Like, for some people like him as as uh, playing the, uh, you know, the CDM role. But in my opinion, like, he works best box-to-box. I just personally believe that the thing is that we don't value Fede Valverde as much as we value the, like, you know, other names. Because the point is that he's not the glamorous thing. That's the thing. Like, I feel this is one thing. But I totally agree with you guys in the sense that, yeah, like, at the beginning of the season, he exploded and towards the... I mean, not towards the end, but rather, like, I think uh, since even before the World Cup, I would say, like, actually something happened. I don't know what happened, but his form dipped and after the World Cup, that, that continued. And I think even that even went into the World Cup as well. And after the World Cup, that uh, that continued to all too. At least towards the end of the season, you know, I, I think it Far- got a bit Far- better. Let's consider it this way, all right? Uh, let's forget about his form. Let's consider the qualities he brings, right? What are Fede Valverde's best qualities? It is carrying the ball across the lines. It's, you exactly, know, yeah. Playing in, the, uh, playing, playing in the uh, opponent third. When Valverde is playing as a midfielder, he struggles at the job of a midfielder that is, you know, defending deep, positioning himself in the defense. Those are the areas that he struggles in, and those are the areas that he hasn't had repetitions in. And when it comes to short passing, long passing, I I, I don't really see him having the same impact as somebody like Chuamani does because Chuamani he has the same abilities of carrying the ball. But when it comes to the middle third and final third, Chuamani has the ability to play, play that final pass into the box. I haven't seen Fede Valverde do that. So, you know, although we can say that Valverde's best position is in the midfield, I haven't seen him perform the job of a midfielder. What I have seen him do is play as a right mid, as a right wing, and, you know, attack those spaces from there, take shots and everything. That role, I agree, he's pretty good at. But right now, that role is being done by Rodrigo. And I don't really know where Fede Valverde goes from here. For me, it is important that he gets repetitions. Probably, if he gets repetitions, he improves as a midfielder as well. But let's see. Well, that's that's the thing, right? That, that that's the point I'm trying to make here in the sense that you haven't seen Fede giving that repetition in the middle of the park to show that he can do this, right? But similarly, as well, we haven't seen Chouamani giving that repetition at the team as well. Chouamani also has been hasn't been given that repetition. Whatever he's done at AS Monaco for France, no, it's a secondary I mean, discussion. Let, let's forget what Chouamani did at Monaco, right? Let's just consider what Chouamani did at Real Madrid. Towards the first half of the season, when he, he was playing as the CDM, right? Yep. Chouamani was yep. one of our best players. Do you remember the assist that he made for Rodrigo against Atletico? I know, Madrid? I know, yeah, 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 yeah. After the World Cup, his form fell off, and then uh, for whatever reason, I'm sorry, he decided Chouamani was like the worst thing in the team. I don't really know what happened over there. But when I have watched Chouamani play, I don't really have huge complaints from him. Like, But when I have watched Fede Valverde play in the midfield, I, I can point out and say, like, these are the issues, these are the jobs that he's not doing well. Yeah, but I, actually, I think that the discussion always goes back to what you said initially. The thing is that he's been played consistently as a right-winger. 
all of a sudden you're not going to expect him to just reset and automatically become a right midfielder. That's a very valid point. Very yeah, valid I, I don't point. disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. So, you know, I mean, for me, the, the thing I'm just, what I'm just trying to go back to is that I genuinely feel that if Fede was wearing a different jersey today, we would actually give him more credit than he's getting right now. This is just what I believe, honestly. I think if Fede had, you know, a different name, was from a different country, you know, most likely it will be different for him, honestly. No. There's the no is, uh, I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I think uh, the thing with Valverde is that, um, yeah, for me, if it doesn't matter, I, I hold him to a certain level, right? I don't think he's a young player that needs to break into the team that I have. He's 24. With, yeah, with that, that I have the expectation with Kamavinga and even maybe Bellingham and Chuameni. Valverde, I expect him to be appro- approaching his peak, you know, getting to his best ability. I don't really think this is the best Valverde that we have seen. So I don't really know what to expect from him going into the future. I'm not saying Valverde is a bad player or anything. I'm just saying that I'm not sure what sort of a role he plays on the team going forward. Like, see, uh, once hopefully things fall into place and he gets a consistent run of games, it either in midfield, maybe right back, who knows, he, he has played the right back role before. Uh, or right wing, and he gets some momentum. I, I see him doing well. What happened this season was the you know, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start shit, which really doesn't favor a guy like you know Fede, who you know uh, um, who relies on momentum, you know, uh, to to basically you know get uh, about his job. Last year, when we won the double, what happened was Fede give, given consistent minutes. Um, uh, whether it's in midfield or you know uh, and right wing in big games the trust being you know uh, placed on him i think that that helped him you know go up a level but this season has been kind of kind of stagnant in terms of his uh, real madrid uh, you know career but i mean he's had, sure the output. he's had goal outputs this season mm. than he than he's had ever before and it's it's interesting going into next season because he has this potential to combine with jude okay. and let's see what happens because you want somebody to provide the final pass, as Farouk said, into the box, and you need somebody to actually finish it. I mean, we saw the yeah. cutback between Benzema and Vini. Now we'll hopefully see the combination on the left from Jude and Vini. And hopefully, Fede can add a, a, another dimension to that threat as a finisher, at least. Somebody in the right. box, a presence there. And couple that with this engine that carries him, and we have a, we have a good mix, some potential there. So, yeah, um, again, for this season, I'd say average combining the first part and the last part. Yeah. Top of average, I'll probably. S- yeah. yeah, top of average. Um, Javier Fede uh, links with Liverpool, apparently. I read, I, know, I don't think it's credible, but, you know, apparently Liverpool, you know, uh, you know, keeping an eye on Fede. Uh, more earlier stated that, you know, Fede might be the guy that that, that gets, you know, uh, hacked, you know, from the team. Um, yeah, man, quickly. Uh, the season average. The player average, yeah. mm. player could potentially be it here. So yeah. wait another season. You can have another. a bad season. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, he can he can he can have a bad season. Um bang average, yeah. Everybody agrees with average, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the best of average. That you can decide for me, average. He, I, I don't think he should be, yeah, top, top of average. Um, I don't think. But I mean, who else is an average? I forgot. It's Nacho, Alaba, Rudiger, and Carvajal. You're probably best of average then. 
he's he was better than Alaba. Yeah, Alaba was injured half the time. I don't really know how to. Play. But when Alaba played, his impact I think was bigger than Fede. But yeah, it is what it is. I mean, um, Fede scored ten goals, right? Okay. I know he did, but it was it was it was early part of the season. But still, those goals helped us. So. They still count. Yeah, it's still. I don't think it. Yeah. I don't think those goals had much weight. That's just my opinion. It might be controversial, but yeah, I expected so much more from Fede. I'm just so disappointed. Um. Stanese here says, uh, Fede after the Champions League final performance against Liverpool at, at, at uh, right wing, I think he should have been played there consistently, especially since Rodrigo says he prefers the number 10 position rather than the right wing. We'll get into it once we get to Rodrigo's stand uh, for sure. Who is, who is the n- next guy? Chormeni. Chormeni and Ceballos, we're going to you know fast track it uh, because we only have like 30 minutes before we kind of need to you know wrap this up. Um, who who wants to take the Chomeni uh, verdict first? I, I think I'll just go first. Like, oh yeah, I know, go, go for yeah. it. For Chomeni, I think uh, I'll probably place him an average in the overall. But like first half of the season, I think he, he tended towards good. You know, but mm. second half he got injured after the World Cup. Even his performances in the World Cup were pretty good. If you guys remember, he played against Jude in the World Cup and he scored. That goal that took France past, Banger. I believe. Banger. So I think first half of the season was pretty good, but then second, uh, after he got injured after World Cup, and Ancelotti for some reason decided that, uh, you know, he doesn't need to play. Uh, so I don't really know what uh, what happened between Ancelotti and Chouamini over there because personally, whenever I've watched Chouamini play, I, I couldn't say that oh yeah, this guy is pretty bad; he doesn't deserve to play. But I yeah. think it was probably a consequence of uh, of Ancelotti preferring Rodrigo at the right wing position. So he somehow had to find a way to, you know, uh, shoehorn Pede in. Yeah, shoehorn Pede in. You know, keep Pede Valverde around. So probably that was it. But uh, for me, I think that that counts against you. I mean, so I would put him in average. For me, he was he was good, bro. Um, definitely not S tier, um, but he was good. Um, in my opinion, when whenever he was given the chance, but the minutes kind of makes him, you know. Uh, Make uh, makes his case downgrade a bit to average. Uh, I, I can't lie, but whenever I've seen Chouameni tr- being trusted with with important games, high pressure, you know, situations like I, I think he has clearly, you know, stepped up every single time. Uh, Faro quickly, Chouameni. Yeah, I think I totally agree. More, I generally, I don't generally accept what you say that he was good. Like I feel like you know. Uh, uh for the first couple of games of the season he was really good and then something happened you know after the world cup because as more rightly pointed out at the world cup also he was really really good at the world cup honestly i think he was even better with france than he was with us honestly and uh he got injured and all of a sudden something changed and honestly for me like after that whenever he comes on whenever he starts i don't see anything that will make me think oh i want this guy playing every week you understand he wasn't bad but he wasn't good, in my opinion, after the World Cup. But before the World Cup, definitely he was a he was he was he was, he was a world beater. So for that, I'll just you know put him as average. There yeah, you go. Uh, nothing to disagree there. It's just yeah, average. I mean, I I concur all the points. So yeah, have Yeah, have I put him right next to Fede in terms of one of the best on average. There we go. Moving on. There you go. Sebayos, average, 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 average. He is the definition of mid. Um, 
I've, I've, I haven't got anything to add regarding Sabios. I request we shouldn't, you know, spend much time you know, discussing. Sunit doesn't like Sabios because you know he, he didn't perform at his. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't tune into the podcast much more because you know, like I've been singing his praises, especially you know the VRL game. If you go and go back and watch it, like I was, I was screaming. For this guy, but no, 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 when don't take it so seriously. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just telling you, this is no Arsenal agenda or anything. Yeah, like I'm just telling you that Sabios, when he is asked to step up a level, can't. Just can't. Um, just, just, just some stats that might be really interesting. He had 53 minutes per game on average, and he's also made a team of the week once in 30 games. So mm. you know, mid. Yeah. Anybody else disagrees with that? XJ also says the same. Germany and Sabayos both average for the inconsistency in minutes. Mm. Mm. So moving on, yeah? We're moving on, yeah? From Sabayos? I put him right next to Rudiger and Carvajal in the bottom part of average. Yeah, that 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 sounds right. He had some bright moments, but it wasn't enough. Um Quickly onto the attack. Are we missing anybody from midfield? Because we have a lot. Like, I, like you know, sometimes I might. Nobody else, yeah. Um, so the attack. Rodrigo. I'll start with my boy. Um, yes, he underperformed his. Of course, I will. Uh, he underperformed his XG by like fifty percent, but yet he had, you know, like. Um, his best ever, you know, goal tally for us, 19 goals, 11 assists or something. Um, pretty great considering he was tried out in so many, so many uh, positions, you know, striker one week, right wing next week, Cam the 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 week after. Um, Rodrigo has had a very wild season, you know, like where he was always asked or expected to make a difference. I think he didn't let himself down or his team down on on many occasions. Sometimes I, I just believe that the ask at hand was was way too much for him. Um, I think he has levels to go up as a player. I still believe uh, that uh, he can improve. But uh, for me, yeah, man, uh, good season. Not S tier quite, but A tier, 100%. I think you also, when you're talking about Rodrigo, you also have to consider the fact that uh, he was constantly asked to play in different positions. Whenever Benzema was missing, he was asked to play as a striker. When Benzema was around, he was asked to play as a winger. And the issue was that he never got consistency in any one position, right? So mm. as soon as he got a run of games, Benzema would be back. So he had to shift out to the right wing position. As soon as he was getting consistency in the right wing position, Benzema would get injured and then he had to shift back. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that sort of hurt him. But yeah, I agree with the fact that, uh, to, especially in the first half, he was missing a lot of goals, I guess. But towards the end, uh, I remember around the Champions League games, his finishing started improving. And then he went on that run where he was like, he had a lot of goals in a lot of games. So I think um, overall, I agree with you when you say that he was good. Mm. Anybody else got anything to add, Rodrigo? Nobody, yeah? Farooq, Yadu, Javier. Is it anybody, is anybody here in the, in yeah, the meeting? Yeah. Oh, no. Everybody's here. Just, 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 just processing what you said. 
I mean, bro, like silent is in the affirmative. Even there is nothing to see. Like, if no one says anything, then it means everyone. Because agrees. I can't see. I'm. I'm basically I have the chat open, right? So I can't see the. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was just uh, fixing our technical stuff because Javier's. Oh, Javier left. Yeah. Oh, that's that's that, that's what happened. Okay, yeah, okay. Javier's internet just dropped, so I was just adjusting OBS for us. Um, right. But yeah, Rodrigo, one time on my screen. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, with regards to Rodrigo, I, I agree that he's had to pick up the mantle a couple of times. Uh, and whereas in the last season, he came up clutch for us without us really asking him to or expecting of it. This time, there was more expectations on his shoulder, especially with uh, injuries, whatnot, uh, the flexibility in the team. But I think he's one of those players who's massively improved. Um from the last season. So yeah, for me, uh, right next to Vinny. Uh, especially he scored and danced with Vinny for Vinny. And I thought that was one of the highlights of the season for me. Um, Opa Atleti and all that. So, <laughs> fuck it, yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's been good. It's a good season for him. All right, Javier is back. Um, Farouk, quickly. Rodrigo. Yeah, man. I mean, there is nothing to add. You guys have said it all. It's you know, it's 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 been an improvement for man. Honestly, like you know, the even though he missed fifty percent of the eggs, it doesn't really matter in the sense because that's the thing. Like you know, uh, I mean, the strikers don't you know score all the chances that they're given. If eventually they score all the chances that they get, then you know it becomes uh, something else entirely. You know, but yeah, obviously, like uh, his 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 finishing is only just going to improve because I mean, uh, let's not forget last season. I mean, even up until I think maybe. November to woke up like he was still, you know, in and out of the team. Like it was just after a while that he got you know, a constant strong and the team. And for me, actually, what I want is, you know, for these young players to stop being extended in their position. Like we should have a more definitive role. And, you know, because that's the way eventually you grow up. I mean, when you grow up and you get all the, you know, experience and all that, then you can, you know, be asked to plug in different sports. But when you have to play today as a striker and tomorrow as a winger, like it doesn't really, you know, work well for, for, for a player like, uh, you know, Rodrigo, I really do hope like we can solve this and you know find whatever it is that we need to find, either it's a number nine or a sub number nine or whatever it is that can okay. at least you know help that can at least you know help ease the the burden in, in that central positions and can uh, allow a player like Rodrigo to focus on what he has to do. You know, obviously today and tomorrow you can always interchange positions, but like you know, now what Rodrigo has been put through this season of always you know falling between the center and the and the wing positions as well. But yeah, overall he's it's been a very, very good season in my opinion for Rodrigo first. Yeah, fixed right winger. I mean I'd say a starting right winger for us. He should he yep. start the, I've I've heard both sides of the argument if he should start or if he should be the impact sub. Personally I think he should start because that's what a player who plays for Real Madrid should aspire for. Is he more effective coming off the bench? I don't know, but I prefer him to start as his career improves. I mean that's who we who you want the first five minute goals from? If we have a chance, we have to take it, and I think for that, Rodrigo is essential on the pitch. I mean, that that that's a question that you keep uh, you need, that needs to be answered as well. In the sense that you come and eventually you decide that okay, I want to get a player like Kylian Mbappe, and I want to get a striker in the team, or whatever it is. Then eventually, who drops out? You know, like do do you see Rodrigo eventually as a, as a super sub for the team? You know, going forward, or like how does he eventually fit into the whole? Because obviously you can play with four attackers. Definitely, someone has to drop out. But personally, yeah. for me, honestly, I feel like uh, the with the with the strides that Rodrigo is taking, he's, he's showing to be much more, you know, than than an impact. So honestly, but 
I don't exactly, know. Exactly. It's it's not right. Yeah. We need to quickly move on. Um, so Rodrigo, ATI, yeah? Javi is not here. A screen share is completely messed up. We apologize, guys. It's been a constant trend with us. We just can't seem to get shit right. You know, it's just comes with the territory. Um, you know, um, it's just what it is. Um, like, if it was in my control, I would do something about it. But unfortunately, we as a team, when we are put up against, you know, like having a special, we fuck up. We have to hold our hands up, you know, like it happens two, two and a half years in, it's still happening to this day, you know, like it makes me so angry, but, you know, unfortunately, I'm not in a position to do anything about it. Um, right. What do we, what do we move on to, to next? Karim, to Karim Benzema, Karim Benzema, before we move on to Mini, who is the, you know, the standout player. Karim Benzema, Mo, um, where do you start with describing Karim's season? Because... It started off so well. We thought he would, he might go on another blinder. When yeah, that goal, Malandor... that goal, in, that goal in the preseason, right? It said expectations pretty high. Yeah, I, I think with Kareem injuries, and then even if you disregard the injuries, the World Cup, the whole fiasco, I think that ruined the season. Uh, still, when he came back, he had some games that were pretty good. You know, the game against Valladolid and the game against Barcelona, where he scored the hat trick. So those were games that were highlights, but then there were a lot of lowlights because I think uh, I also have to consider the fact that I think Kareem's role this season changed a little bit because uh, Vinicius was the one who was being pushed more into attacking position, to scoring position compared to Benzema. And he was reverting to the old uh, Benzema, Benzema of the old, you know, the one with the Cristiano who used to drift out wide and, you know, facilitate more, be a little less uh, protagonistic. He was kind of like facilitating. Uh, Vinny. So I think that was the difference. But then for me personally, like I said before as well, I think the whole issue with the World Cup ruined the season. Uh, I have to question the fact that if he had the same motivation after that, uh, I, we have discussed this before. So for over, for me overall, I would probably put him into good tier because, you know, when he had those performances, he had those performances. So he'd probably go into good tier. But yeah, it was a disappointing season for me personally because I expected a lot more for Curry. I share the same sentiment. Uh, Karim Benzema, you know, like he should have walked off into the sunset uh, with a, with much better, uh, with much better season, you know, to his to his name, especially his final season. Um, but despite that, you know, uh, the silver lining, I think, is you know, uh, with, with him being so um, injury prone this season, despite that, he managed to you know bag a few goals. Um, was second in the PCC, right? Was second yeah. in the Pichichi. Uh, yeah, the best goals, goals to minutes ratio. Yeah, best goals to minutes ratio as well. I read that as well. Um, so it's, it's nothing to scoff at. Um, at, at 35, he has done it all, won it all. You know, um, he had nothing to prove. I guess, like, I kind of um, reiterate your notion. The more I think about it, the, the first time you said it, I didn't really deep it, but now I kind of understand that maybe the motivation factor was was the. Uh, the thing that kind of slowed Karim down um, eventually. But Yadu and Farooq, man, Karim Benzema. I mean, expectations versus reality. It's, it's a real case of uh, age catching up to a player, fitness, and goals just changing, you know. Uh, for him, it it would it should have been, it could have been a continuation of last season, Baron Diozema, and we saw flashes of that during, uh, during the holy month of Ramadan. It was Ramadan Karim, and 
we had a fun time with it but at the end of the day at the end of the season it's been it's been good in terms of what the output was again the stats back themselves up uh, he's been a presence on the field um and yeah um it could have been great it could have been another balladior esque season it just wasn't so then uh, somewhere in between all the good players all the good season that they that the players had yeah it could have been amazing but it just fell short just a little bit right farooq man karim yeah i mean i think karim benzema actually epitomizes the whole thing about real madrid this season you know like their mm-hmm. moment of highlights and also their you know lows of lows that you know you can recognize a team i mean for example we can some games very benzema was non existent bro i mean we can we can talk about you know some champions league games where literally like i mean the last one we literally played like we were totally non existent and you know we were we were just there on the pitch and without actually being there and like i mean you could actually even swear that benzema wasn't even on the pitch for that game you know so that's how it was you know so that's the thing i think like he he summarizes the whole season for us it's been a season that you know promised so much but delivered so little eventually at the end of the end when you see what it can be you know as Javier says okay like you want three trophies but then Benzema scored 30 goals but then what you understand so yes. it's, it's 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 all about that like eventually like those those goals do not translate into anything meaningful eventually you understand so it doesn't really uh well I can understand about what Mo is saying about you know the the the, the whole motivation thing but I just kind of feel like you know as a professional player I think maybe that might not be too much of a factor i don't know honestly but then you know for someone who is one one it all don't tell us all that that can also be that okay like what else is there to do you know like when your primary goal is to you know is to go to the world cup and play at the world cup and you know you can't get there like that also destroys everything but yeah i mean it's, it is what it is like whatever happened like it's you know it's karim's last season with us and you know he's done much more than anyone could i think even his biggest fans like even this dance and this you know It could never, you know, and the Julian Lawrence could never actually have thought that, you know, Benzema is going to reach the level that he reached right now. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's all good, honestly. Like it was his final season. It could have been better, but it's not that bad as well. You know, so yeah, it's, it's, it's just a city loss is is, is is what you know kind of makes this this farewell very very uh very very bad in my opinion. Like if if the city result didn't happen and it was a more gracious two nil loss, you know. um i would feel different but that 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 loss kind of what's a very big dent on on his final season i'm not going to lie but actually he says probably sentimental but thought benzema was good tough physically and mentally but he still scored some great goals team was better with him in it yeah nobody's going to disagree with that um you know team was better with him 100% but like you said again but i guess we had no other striker have here quickly man carry benzema Uh, um first of all sorry for the internet computer it, it just happens bro i don't know no worry. uh well it it it's harder for for me to to point out the season of benzema because i his season was terrible in mm. terms of benzema but considering is the last season of one of the like faruk said one of the best players in the history of real madrid is It's hard for me to not put it him at least in group, you know. Like I cannot, even for the respect that I have for Ballon d'Or Benzema, I cannot put him in the uh, S tier, B tier. So I don't know where you guys uh, put him, but for me, it's probably at uh, top of the good uh, tier. 
good tier for me as well yeah man uh, yeah, a no tier sounds some right yeah right quickly uh moving on to vinny spf he has a tier of his own he has a tier yeah. of his own we needn't say much about vinny exceptional uh generational all the adjectives you could name this man has you know stood up to every single challenge that he has faced um all season from racism to you know um guys with fucking you know hacksaws you know ready to you know um pop his you know legs off but vinny has you know overcome a lot this season has grown up matured um uh, 100% sometimes i i i i couldn't relate with his you know temperament i've been very vocal that he he should have felt uh felt about it differently and should have dealt with it differently but what happened uh at at uh, at the, at the mestaya towards the end of the season kind of you know opened my eyes and i felt you know so much more um bad about myself you know like probably i was not being you know in his shoes but now that i look back you know vinicius this season was was truly something special and i think um there's one just one more level you know to his game that you need to go up for him to be considered in the same breath as Mbappe and Haaland but i'm telling you it is very fucking close it's just one level below um i'll come to you uh, more you know sorry first sorry yeah. sorry go go uh, go if you guys i i could try at least one more time i think we i uh, i'm going to disconnect and connect again and show the the screen okay okay go for it but yeah man more quickly yeah, uh, vinicius about vinicius um you know you made a point you said that he had like a le- he probably has a level to go up and mm. i think i agree with that sentiment i mm. probably think that he has like two different things that he needs to improve on uh, mm. the first thing you know is consistency because there was a period of time in this season where vinicius struggled with scoring goals i think uh, there was a period when he went a run of games without scoring in la liga So I think that is something that shouldn't happen when you are Real Madrid's main attacking threat. So that is one area I need he needs to improve upon. And the second thing sort of ties into racism, so I don't really want to go into it too much because you know uh, fans and public really utilized it to get under Vinicius's skin. But there were just moments, getting rattled too much for my liking, man. Yeah, yeah, hmm. there were some moments when I think Vinicius sort of lost the plot. Yeah. and that impacted the team you know at the end of the day vinicius is this, this team's attacking leader especially when karim is not there and karim is not going to be there next season so i think he needs to he needs to realize that when the opponent teams are doing those tricks you know trying to get under his skin they're doing it to destabilize uh, real madrid uh, i remember one game i think it was the uh, barcelona first leg at the bernabeu uh, he had real madrid were actually playing pretty well and mm-hmm. then he had that altercation i think with gavi or somebody i think it was gavi or frankie i'm not exactly sure who that was and his demeanor changed after that and after that ram really completely like they still played well but they sort of lost the plot i think those are issues that vinicius needs to sort out but then you also have to understand that some of these issues are born out of the fact that he's getting racist tones from uh, the crowd so i sort of understand why he loses it when he does but he 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 still needs to sometimes you know like in games against barcelona where there was no where racism was not the obvious cause he needs to like sort of you know get a handle on it sometimes right quickly uh, farouk vinicius 
Yeah, man, honestly, like, you know, uh, I don't know if you do can remember, like, but when we previewed the season, actually, you know, one thing we discussed with you was, like, you know, how, you know, uh, the evolution of Vini is going to continue, like, what's he going to look like, honestly, and, you know, he's literally taking the keys to the castle, you know, from Karen Benzema, honestly, like, I think it's, I don't know whether it was by design or, like, you know, just given the inabilities of Karen Benzema this year, like, that, you know, became just, you know, by default, it takes it actually Vinicius Junior, but honestly, uh, he's good this season. I, I, I really, you know, I'm much more than satisfied with it. And honestly, like, definitely, I think the the is for him to achieve more, honestly. But I personally would, you know, put him in the bracket right now of Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland, honestly. Like, I do believe that there is a next level for him to even maybe a club level, you know, honestly, because as more rightly pointed out, you know, that consistency in, in, in scoring goals and also, you know, that temperament of his as well, you know, that you guys are both talking about and, it's a bit, it's a, it's a bit of a sensitive, you know, thing to talk about, you know, concerning his temperament and what is and what is not. But more rightly pointed out, it's a, a good example, you know. I can even give another one just against, for example, Villarreal, for example, you know, he was literally fight picking a fight with the bench, you know, like with the Pepe Rianes and those guys on the bench as well, and actually, you know, forgot about the whole game, and you could actually see that he was so so ratchet as well. So he has, I don't know, you call it a soft skin or whatever you want to call it, but I mean. That just shows you, you know, the level he has gone to because the point is they will only do this to the best players. Like, I mean, no one is looking at Lucas Vasquez and doing this to him, right? So nobody, nobody's gonna, ra- uh, nobody is gonna racially abuse Eduardo Camavinga. Nobody, nobody, bro. Man, I, mean, I, I think that's a big thing to say. That I wouldn't say that because like, yeah, in the I mean, sense, in the sense that fucking understand the context, bro. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's never gonna be racially abused. I'm just saying that on the level of Vini, nobody's gonna be abused like that. Vinny is the main guy. So I mean, Kamavinga is also a very disruptive talent as well. So I believe that he might also be a target of that because the point is that it doesn't no, no, no it, chance. It, it does it doesn't matter where you disrupt, bro. Don't say no chance, man. Like I, I mean, mean, Rudiger was that, abused, man. That, he, Daniel, Daniel Alves that. wasn't on the Daniel Alves wasn't as disruptive as Vinny was. But what did he face? Like Alves faced a lot. Like I mean, Alves, bro. Alves was one of the best players in the world. Alves faced that when. Alves faced that when he was playing for Sevilla, not even Barcelona. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a it's a year. It's oh, a, it's an age old story. But then exactly, okay, so that's, yeah. that's not the bone bone to pick on right now. Exactly, exactly. That's that's so that's, that's an issue. That's a, that's a, that's a whole different discussion. Uh, but yeah, final thoughts on Vinny and Vinny's season. He's gone from strength to strength to strength. Uh, I remember Farouk the the day that we did the season preview. And even before the the World Cup break, even we were talking again on this podcast, uh, and it was always about what could Vinny do. And I guess the end result is that we've seen him grow into that role where he is the man in Real Madrid. Uh, teams are expected to have a solution to solve the Vinny puzzle, so to speak. Uh, they keep throwing defenders at him. They keep throwing players who can cut his runs down and it's proven to be not a I mean it's, it's proven to be something that Vinny has improved upon completely this during the season it used to be uh, at the beginning of the season that whenever he had a man on him it used to be just one cutback and then Kari Benzema tipped up toe and it's a goal uh, and then teams started figuring that out towards the middle of the season and then we had to innovate and then Vinny went on more runs took on more challenges got hacked down more we got some free kicks etc etc and so the season went on but throughout all of that process i think for me the story has been how Vinny's evolved from just one player just a young 
Brazilian winger into the global superstar that he is right now. And it's definitely something that I'm looking forward to seeing how he progresses. I hope he he gets a Ballon d'Or uh, with Real Madrid. And yeah, that's what I pin my hopes on for the seasons coming up as well. I'm I'm excited to see where Vinny will take us. And that's that's not a that's not a sentence I thought I would say a couple of seasons ago. It's amazing how he's grown. Yeah. It's mad. And I think you also have to praise him for the way he has taken the societal issue of racism in Spain. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of players have been subject to it, but a lot of players haven't taken it to the level that Vinicius has. Mm-hmm. He has stepped up and made himself, let's say, um, an object of hatred for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. he isn't afraid of doing that. He yeah. stepped up and, you know, highlighted the issue. And I think that deserves a lot of recommendation. You know, even beyond... Uh, football, you know, mm-hmm. he's done something that's going to leave a lasting change. And we've already always known about this, about Vinicius, because, you know, he started schools in Brazil. He encouraged people to go and uh, pursue education because he said not everybody can be a football player like me. So I think Vinicius overall, he's a pretty brilliant guy. And everything he's doing outside the pitch d- deserves praise, a lot of praise. Uh, this might be a complete PR move, but it's also something that is worth mentioning at this point that uh, Vinny has been made head of uh, Committee Against Racism by FIFA. Yeah. So FIFA yeah. has founded a committee and then Vinny has been made a head of a Committee of Players. Yeah, Committee of Players. It might be a complete PR move, but it's also worth mentioning that because of his actions during the season, there has been a lot of light that's been shine shown on this issue. Uh, and yeah, uh, this comes at the end of such a season where it's been tumultuous, where it's been turbulent for most parts for him in his personal journey. But it's also worthwhile. Yeah. Have yeah, uh, Vinicius Junior. I mean, uh, just to quickly sum up this guy, I I I, I create this name of the tier with Vinny. In my part, what else can I say? But uh, to round up, yeah, the future is is Bini. The future of this game, the future in our team is Bini. I hope uh, I have the money next season to have a new number seven on my back. I already have number 20 Bini, but number seven is, I, I think, without any doubt, uh, Bini is the two wear of that number. With everything that... Uh, it means for this team that everything that he earns this, you know, uh, the past number sevens, uh, Mariano and Hazard, uh, were completely crumbled. The last yeah. time uh, uh, Ronaldo had to wear number nine for a season and then number seven, I think Bini having to wear 28 and then 20, is, is, is the right path, you know? The number seven in Real Madrid, it's so important that you have to earn it. And Bini completely earns this. And I think it's not far-fetched to say that he's going to win a Ballon d'Or with that number in our team in the near future. The best is yet to come. Mm. Okay. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, I, I got a, distracted by... Uh, uh, so some text from work but um yeah man Vinicius you know the the way he kind of you know embraced uh life at Madrid and you know how he took on challenges and eventually now is the you know 
rightful, you know, uh, I had to, you know, the the number seven, the, you know, the most coveted, you know, uh, number on, 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 on our roster, you know, speaks for itself, man. This, this man, uh, like I said earlier, has only one more level to go up to reach, uh, you know, the Mbappe and House of this world. And I believe next season is going to be easier. And if he does that and if we win something big, Ballon d'Or is, 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 is very, very imminent for, for, you know, for Vinicius Jr. Um, few of the subs, I'm going to leave it to you to decide who should we discuss um, regarding the substitutes. 100% Asensio. Should we start there? Asensio first? I mean, uh, we can discuss it, but I don't really think there is too much to discuss. You know, Asensio probably goes into average. I don't average? Really think, yeah. That's harsh. That's harsh. I mean, if it's he also came the on, reality. He came on the subs for a few goals, but if he started, he was pretty bad. So I don't think it's a harsh. He's, he scores, of average, he scores bangers when we needed it again, but also when we didn't need it. I mean, towards the end of the season, when it just didn't matter, he's been scoring like beautiful goals. Uh, mm. Top of average is completely fair for me. You really, I, I don't really put him at top of average. Uh, probably somewhere in the middle or something. Middle of average? Yeah, or possibly even lower. In the, in the average even lower? Averages. You guys would need to imagine because I don't have the the miniature of Asensio. <laughs> I don't have it. You don't have the image of Asensio, yeah? Yeah, you got Sorry. two cover wingers with zero Asensio. I think yeah, do one wow. job, bro. One job, yeah, do one job. I thought anyway. he saved it. Anyway. You, right. you, you right. remember, I, I said something uh, previously. Asensio has a nickname in Spanish called Asensio, that means absence. Oh, that's fair. Oh, yeah. he's, the he's pun there. actually became true, yeah? He's there, so you just can't see him. The pun actually became true, man. Yadu, bro, you have some serious inner talent that you need to, you know, pursue harder. Yeah. Um, I, I must stress. But since your side, um, who else? Who else? Mariano. Mariano. Non-factor. Non-factor. That's that's pretty much it. Hazan and Mariano is the, tier, is the reason. Vallejo. Non-factor. Vallejo, non-factor. Uh, who else? Uh, Lunen, non-factor. I actually, uh, Lunen. Uh, Lunen my... was bad, I think. I wouldn't yeah. say who, but he was bad. He was called upon. He had some pretty terrible games. Yeah, again, beginning of the season was promising. Uh, towards the end, it, was, it wasn't it was at all. I'm thankful I need to, to for, for... I need to actually down. go get something. Yeah, give me a second. I'll be right back, yeah? Okay, yeah. I actually appreciate uh, Vallejo for holding down the number five. Now that Jude has it. Jude 5 Bellingham actually looks pretty good. Um, yeah, uh, Bellingham 5, that was my bet as well, I think. Uh, there's obviously the Dan connection, right? Oh, uh, 100%. Something, something funny happened today. I said that uh, Jude selected 5 because of it, and everybody started getting angry with me and saying, you know, Jude, he was only 2 or 3 years old when Zidane was playing. How so does it matter? No way, How does it matter? No yeah, th that's the point, right? And it was some Ramadan fans who actually got angry with me for saying that because they were like, uh, on Reddit, I said, you know, Jude selected yeah. it because he was fan. They were like, he was only two or three years old. How the hell is it possible that he supports it? And, but I think that, that's something that gets missed out, right? A lot of people go and watch uh, highlights and reruns of old games, and that's how they become fans of people. Exactly, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, when, so, you're, when, you're, when you're a player of that caliber, you would have seen Zidane's, Zidane's games. You would have tried to emulate it. That, that's for sure, because he wants to be, what does he want to be? A 10, a 4, and an 8? I mean, Zidane's just yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's playing maths with uh, with with all the football skills as well. He wants to be the next Zidane. He wants to be probably he wants to be better than Zidane, but 
that's uh, up for grabs anyway. Let's see what happens. But yeah, interesting, interesting choice, and I appreciate Vallejo Vallejo for holding down the number five. I would prefer the number twenty-two, you know. But then Rudiger has it, no? I think he's uh, yeah, he's but... keeping it. Yeah, yeah. I I think number twenty-two isn't Rudiger's first choice either. I think it was. I believe last season he said that he preferred the number two. But uh, Carvajal is not giving up. Yeah, number and there is no way Carvajal is yeah. giving up. Yeah, he's going to be a cold day no, when Carvajal gives up that number. Two. Yeah, yeah, like cold dead cry from my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only way Carvajal's letting go of the number two. Yeah, there was also some chatter in the in the in the subreddit just uh, for striker options, uh, Juventus options, but then none of them seem likely. Just rounding off the Mbappe discussion. I, I I said this before in the chat as well. I mean, all the UV discussions because they want to bring the wage bill down, etc., etc. Uh, but it's just not happening with us, I said. And also with the right back discussion, also no realistic end goal in sight. Just to some goals here and there, but. Yeah. I, I don't really think Ramadan is going to sign a right back because I've said this before as well. Mm. Uh, you know, for Ramadan to sign right back, two people have to leave. And I don't think that's happening. So I don't see it happening. And everybody keeps saying Cancelo, Cancelo, Cancelo. But as long as he's represented by Jorge Mendes, by chance in hell. Yeah. Right. So we are on Lucas Vasquez, yeah? No, we were just having a general discussion. Uh, did we miss out on any anyone outside of the first 11? No, I don't um, think so. Not that I have. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I got this from the Real Madrid website. So if they don't have it, then I don't have it. Sorry about that. Right. So the tier is completely done, right? Have you? We it's could done. just we could just mention Alvaro and get it done with because you know. I I think so. I I I, I think you um, didn't forget. I think you just don't want to mention it. But I put uh, Lucas Vasquez on bad. Lunin, I was having in on who, but. Jadu and Moset uh, improve him to bat, and then Odriozola, Vallejo, Mariano, and Hazard is in who? Uh, yeah. Shout out to Casemiro. I mean, he played one game, and he was better <laughs> than all of the uh, who combined. That's a blessing. I mean, that's a pretty low bar to clear. <laughs> 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. The bar um, was so low. Casemiro just. Uh, just just walked underneath it. It was it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, one final hurdle before we kind of wrap this up. Uh, before we do that, uh, Stan says uh, as for Vinny, he should not be disheartened by a defender who can match him for pace, um, like Walker, because he's still skillful enough to beat defenders one on one without relying on his pace, like Rodrigo does. He also, as I feel like, he gave Walker too much respect. In the semi-finals, because he could match him for pace, I believe this is a little blemish uh, on his otherwise indestructible armor. That's a very good insight, you know. Like I never thought of it that way. Um, Stanis also says Vinicius mm -hmm. had issues with uh, Araujo as well initially, mm -hmm. but later mm -hmm. he figured out. So I think if Walker had been younger and he had been that big colossus for Vinicius to go against, I think given time he would have figured it out. But you know, Walker might not be at City next season, so. I don't yeah. really know what happens. Yeah, that that's a, that's a that's some big news coming out of uh, Stockport. I'm not gonna lie. Stanis says both Carlo and Raul misused Alvaro, as he'll be selected for the first team when there is a Castilla game and not be used, and he'll be sometimes be with Castilla when Benzema was injured and not play there too. It's just shit management, in my opinion. 
It's no, I, mean, I, I don't really know how you can say Raul misused him. Raul pre- pretty much plucked him out of nowhere. Exactly. And put him on the street. Yeah. I don't really yeah. see how anybody says that. And imagine no, but starting it, it, for Real Madrid from Castilla. It's, it's a, you, you think of it as a linear path, but it's a big fucking jump. You have, yeah. to, you have, to, you have to take your chances when you get it. And the, the potential that you might get a chance is too big to miss on. Mm. So yeah, he was unlucky with timing. Yes. But did he... Should he have taken the chances? Hundred percent, yes. He he definitely left a lasting impression that I think you know is gonna is gonna you know only uh, make his stock so you know uh, come next season. And I'm pretty sure um, if worst comes to the worst, you know, like he'll he'll get a shout um, and he'll get a chance again to prove himself uh, with us, which I think will go better than this season. You know, he'll have uh, a much better season. You know, next year. Uh, but finally, finally, Don Carlo, Farouk, you're a bust. Well, I mean, this is what Don Carlo does. Like, there's nothing new. Like, he's done what I expected him to do. So I'll just give him a good season for him. So that's just it. Oh, my God. After all that, good season, yeah? I mean, this is what he does. Like, there is nothing new. It just didn't work out. This is what he does. Like, he did the same thing last season. And it works. And this season, he doesn't it doesn't work. So like, there is nothing different. Like, it's the same recipe. Unfortunately, just a different dish came out. <laughs> you didn't adjust the heat, and you it burned the dish. Fair enough. I'm sorry. You said I said he did adjust the heat, so the dish got burned. Oh, maybe that. <laughs> or he used ex- expired condiments. That was possible. All that, all that fucking ammo you used up on Carlo throughout the season. To give him a good Farouk, you are doing yourself a disservice. But nah, that's just I, the thing. That's that's I the whole thing, you know. Like I this is what he Farouk. does. He can actually win with this, and he has won with this, and he will continue to win with this. But is this something I want to happen to my team? Definitely, one hundred percent, no. Uh, you know, I agree with Farouk when he says he did the best he could with the condiments that were probably expired because a lot of. <laughs> I think the management did not build a good team for him. There were a lot of glaring holes. Well, I, I kind of understand both your viewpoints, which, which is, you know, um, kind of intertwined. But Javier and Yatu, man, welcome to Javier first. Don Pablo. I mean, as much as I would like to point that out, that Carlo is, is probably out past his, his best years. Come on, if you watch the tier list and you watch that, we have, we select... Uh, all more, more players in average or below, and we already have like four to five players in whose category that goes to show that what else we only have two players in in, in top tier, you know, like two. We cannot, I mean, we can point out some issues here and there with Carletto, but we already said at the end of the last season this team needs to improve. And, and didn't improve in the categories that we need. We know that we need a striker last year. And this year, we need two. So you need goals. And Karim had a, a, a terrible season here. I, I mean, good good for me is, is fair. Good season for me is fair. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just to round it up, I don't think it's a good season. Just just all things considered, he knows what he is up against. It's not his first time managing Madrid, is it? Uh, he knows the stakes. He knows 
how it works. He knows the pressure that he's under. He also knows the players. And he's been pretty inflexible, which is a trademark of Carlo teams. Um, we did not have options coming in. We did not utilize our substitutes as much as we could have. Uh, in a season where it's changed up to five substitutes and we decided to stick on with tired legs all the way up until 1950. Very good point. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's average. He's sticking to what he knows. Uh, it, and I mean, should you teach uh, an old dog new tricks, new dog old tricks? I have no idea. But for mm. me, just just speaking as to his capabilities, as to his, uh, none of that is up to any question. But his his performance this season for me has been bang average. There were there were times that I wished he could have done better, that he could have made the team decision better, that he could have made the. Uh, Substitutes at an earlier time had some impact, maybe with Castilla. Uh, it's the inflexibility of it all that worries me, and that's the reason I'm saying it's an average season. Ah, Saliba agrees with you, man. He says that Cruz CDM against City gave me PTSD. Not gonna lie. There you go. Uh, Cruz as a six is one of the biggest, you know, shams that that Carlo had. Um, I don't understand what uh, his thought processes. Probably distribution. Blah, blah, blah. But Carlo, in my opinion, you know, like uh, I'm one of his biggest defenders, you know, like me and Farouk always have this uh, uh, sword fight uh, every time his name comes up. But like like, like what you do said, so many on so many occasions, the way we set up, even though I want to support the guy, what I what I see on the pitch clearly demoralizes the fan in me. It clearly makes me over in a corner where this crest and this camiseta should be empowering us to be full, fully chest out, squaring up against any fucking team in the world. But even in big games, especially especially against City, man, it was it was it was just shambolic the way we set up, how how cowardly we were. A man of his experience, of his expertise, you know, uh, both as a player and as a, and as a coach, you know, like I couldn't just believe it. And also the countless La Liga games that he threw away. Honestly, like if it was any other manager, I'm telling you, if it was someone not named Mourinho in his prime, Zidane in his prime, Carlo, he would have gotten so much more stick, and you know people would have already had his his um, his head on 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 a fucking spear. But since it's Carlo. Like people kind of understand, and also you can't look past the very fact that he asked for signings and the club basically didn't make it happen. But like what Diego said, Carlo has clear uh, has a very clear idea of how we operate and how we sometimes you know don't necessarily buy players for managers because uh, not everyone can align with what the board has in mind. Uh, as as a as a transfer wish list, if I may say, so last year was something 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 of an anomaly. Like even even the diehard uh, Carlo fan and me would agree that you know so many things fell into place. Reem having a brilliant season, us managing injuries pretty well. Vinicius is you know proper emergence. Tibo having a blinder. You know Alaba completely you know staying fit. Mendy staying fit for most parts of the season. Um, but this year, when things, a couple of things didn't really go exactly to plan, Carlo was found out and it was very bad. It was very bad. 
Uh, I'm telling you, like, even when after he retires, that 4-0 loss against City will be will be questioned, bro. And it won't be it won't be fun conversations. Nah, man, no one remembers that, man. No I don't agree. No one remembers that. I'm telling you. No I one know, remembers I know, that. I know, I know, I know for a fact. I know for a fact. See, it's not like it's not like he's going to be asked about in in press conferences or, or on an interview. Oh, how how did that loss feel? But I'm telling you, people close to him, even himself, in 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 some sort of a retrospective way, he might think, I could have done better. I could have done better because City didn't really have to get out of first gear. That game, like that, just does to show, man, like. He could have at least pushed City to try a bit more, but that's just me, man. That's just me. Um, XJ says management failed Carlo for sure, but he still didn't cook with what he did have. I think uh, too stubborn, average. Yeah, that's just my opinion as well. Um, me and Yadu go with average. Farooq uh, said good. Javier said good. Okay, bro. Uh, I, I am torn actually between the two of you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. I agreed with Farooq when he said that you know he did the best with what he could, and mm-hmm. I sort of you know that's my line of thinking as well because I think the team was pretty bad, like pretty badly built because there was no backup to Karim Benzema, there was no alternative uh, ideas for uh, Ancelotti go to. He had to shoe on Rodrigo to play the Benzema role because that's the best he could expect him to do. So. Yeah, for me, I think he sort of did the best he could. I disagree with you when you say that uh, the City 4-0 game is going to define, uh, like, it's going to be... Not going to define, bro, but it's going to be a No, no, let me just complete. Uh, define is probably not the right word. Yeah, let's say thorn. I don't really think anybody's going to remember in the largest team of his career. Uh, this season, I think he was pretty much hampered by injuries to key players. You know, Alaba was missing for a long, large chunk. Benzema was missing. And when Benzema is missing, Real Madrid is in the same team because Benzema is essentially the system. As much as I rate Vin- Vinicius and Courtois to be, you know, brilliant players. So overall, I don't know. Uh, Javier created a special, uh, a special tier for uh, Cruz. I will probably place him there in between average and good. So probably I was thinking. My I was thinking too. So Carlo and Tony gets a gets a tier for themselves. Yeah, the don category. I don't know. I don't know. After that season, I'm, I'm not so sure, bro. Um, but this season, yeah. Sonny, okay, do mm. you remember the 4-0 against City, right? Why don't remember the 4-0 against Barca in their stadium a few weeks earlier? He, he was also Carletto, you know? You can win a game by four or lose a game by four. It's it's not the final of your whole career or your whole detriment. No, no, no. I'm, see, if, see, bro. That, that's not the way, bro. Like, I defended him on so many occasions. Like, you you, you guys are having recency bias as well. How many times have I, you know, stood up for Carlo against Farouk? Like, it just... For I me... Know. Man, we're not, we're not talking about you. We're talking about the arguments, right? And we disagree with the argument that this uh, thing is going to haunt Ancelotti. That's the only thing. We don't... We're not... We're not attacking... Like It's, it's just, just my personal opinion. Just, I'm not, I'm yeah, not yeah, saying that, people are going to... That's fine. It's just this opinion we disagree with. Apart from that, yeah, what you have said is fair. Tasaliba mm. says, imagine his son bantering him for the loss. Yeah, that's what I mean. Tas, you know, Tas understands it. Like, it's not like people are going to, you know, skin him for that. But I'm just saying, he would spite 
he would have that spite against City for that. Anyway, anyway, it it was the season to forget. I for mean, the, spots, man. the man lost a year of a Champions League final from three goals down. So I mean, if you're but that's something you can commend years. Liverpool for. You know the way they showed spirit. And then you should, you, should, you should be commending you know, City I mean, for the way they played against us. Yeah. I mean, if there's anything to banter, that's what you banter about. Like, I mean, that's on Against that's City, not... we didn't even, we didn't even, we didn't even. Bro, do you see that play. Liverpool team? There's I mean, a guy also, 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 also. Liverpool were also runs. I understand. The, in, the, in the large scheme of things, if, if, if. If in the global community of managers, there's a WhatsApp chat and Pep decides to banter Carlo, I'm pretty sure Carlo has like tons of other games to banter Pep for. So it's okay. 100%. The 4 he okay. he inflicted, uh, you know, upon um, upon Pep Guardiola in 2014 is, is a good place to start. And we just snatched City out of the Champions League last season, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, top class cinema. Who's who's mic is that going? It's not mine. It's probably mine that my headphones died and it's my uh, That's okay. probably the signal. Right, right. Um uh, please mute your mic, Javier, like if, if there's an echo issue, yeah. Like we're gonna quickly wrap this up. Tasaliba says uh, serious talk now. I think people will uh remember that he hasn't defended his title rather than the 4 0 loss. Mm. I don't know. I, I mean, that, know. That, that's a pretty valid argument because I think that's a stick that mm-hmm. a lot of people already yeah. use Ancelotti mm-hmm. to beat with because he's, league. Like, he's yeah. only won one league with every team. As much as we say that he's won all the leagues, he's only won all the leagues once. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a big issue. I think it's also, yeah, it's and, also his, uh, his consistent team selection, isn't it? I mean, you play a team that long, you can't expect to win the league with it. Yeah, um, I, I think he, he, his uh, selections help in the Cups, but when it comes mm-hmm. to the league, he... He struggles a little bit. And then I think more than Ancelotti, the stick is going to be used against Real Madrid because we haven't defended league title in, I don't know, uh, probably yet. Probably 27 and 8 was the last time. So, yeah, we haven't defended title since then. So Stan asks a very valid question. Does the management's lack of support for Carlo on the market count in his assessment? Yeah, for me it does because I think the management like messed up. I mean, that's the whole base of the argument, right? He's doing the best he can with what he has. Mm. So that's, that's I mean, uh, other I, than I, that, obviously it's a garbage season. Obviously he's going to be who if that's, if we're just in evaluating what he has on without considering what he has at his disposition. But but I, I somewhat understand the way ma- the management is looking at this because, you know, as fans, we are just looking at it from day to day and from season to season. Mm-hmm. For us, this analysis is about one season, you know, but for the management, it's about building a team for the next 10 years because, you know, they built a team for the next, like, 10 years before and now it's time to start a new cycle. So that transition, that management is what they're looking for and I think they're trying to pick up players available at the right moments in time. So that is something that they want to do for Florentino. It's is the is the question of leaving a legacy when he retired, like when he leaves the presidency. So I think that's the direction they are looking from. And as fans, we are looking from season to season. So probably our assessments are different, and probably we are a bit harsh on the management. But you know, overall for Ancelotti, I think it definitely has to count. You know, he wasn't given the proper tools to build around. Actually, I totally get that point. You know, but my problem is the fact that is the club gonna like get all the right players and everything and hand the keys over to Carlo to continue with this? This is the question that I actually... No, that's, that's the point, right? Why did they bring Ancelotti? They brought in Ancelotti because they thought he was he knew the club 
he could be a, de- a decent player to uh, help these players ride out into the sunset and then he'll be done they handed him a three year mandate if uh, if you guys watch the documentary that Ramadri released recently you know um, that's where florentino he comes out and he says like we won the champions league without even trying to win the champions league so that's where the club is i think they they'll happily take a victory in the champions league out of three seasons they'll happily take the fact that ancelotti is taking the team to the semifinals and you know the idea is to build after ancelotti is gone to leave all the tools in place i mean if that's the plan we can you know continue for one two years of garbage more it's not a problem we can just, <laughs> that, that's hold our chelsea man to valid valid point um yeah Farouk, like you you never swayed away from your stance on on the you know, the whole carlo appointment and you know i guess this, this... the last uh, talking point there is what do you think about the brazil rumors and how carlos handled it i think it's with grace because he's uh, he's kept it to himself whatever his decision is what happens in the future we don't know yet i think even carlo doesn't know at this point uh, I I know one thing for sure and Farouk might you know pay for his taxi cab to go to the airport if he wants to leave to Brazil. It's not even paying for his taxi he he'll ride you know Carlo himself. Hmm? I it's mean as simple how, as that. How, how much how much does a ticket cost to you man like whatever the cost is send send the invoice send the invoice. But I, I I'll hard. just you be out hungry for one month and I can pay his shit it's not a problem. <laughs> I'll just say this thing that if Ancelotti leaves uh you know given the noises that he's been making if Ancelotti leaves because he's been saying I'll stay I'll stay I'll stay so if Ancelotti leaves at this point I'll be pretty worried because I think that would be a sign that the team is not seriously considering bringing a striker and you know that would be my worry if he leaves at this point hmm I see your point I see. he won't leave at this point no chance no chance next if, year, if, next if, year. He's, if he's being told he's not going to be a striker he's going to continue the whole season with Rodrigo, I think he might probably consider leaving. No, that won't be the case, man. We are, we are not fucking. See, that's the point I'm saying. If Ancelotti leaves, I would be worried that that is the case. I don't expect it to be the case, mm-hmm. but if Ancelotti mm-hmm. leaves, that is something that I might start giving. I've seen possible. I've seen my club for long enough to know that they are never going into a season with Jose Lu uh, as the you know striking also striking option. No, yeah, no but chance. I've been around when Real Madrid brought in Julian Forbert as the backup. Mm-hmm. Bro, so, that was in. 2006 Mm. If he brings in Kane that's going to impact the ability to bring in Kylian Mbappe next season. So he he might well not bring a striker this season. You shouldn't just, you know, discount it. At least a stopgap option that is cheaper than Kane should do the job. Someone better than Hoselu. That is Hoselu. They they're going to point Haru <laughs> are you listening to these guys? Only one we have, yeah. Real fucking Madrid bro. Hoselu is the only option. We should look for Bro, someone I that mean, is in the range of 30 to 40 million. That's it. Snake, if, That's if, it. If, the, if the club is bringing in Hoselu, we might just, you know, just switch off the TV and just, you know, fast forward the next season and go to the season after that. I'm going to just There's delete no the fucking channel. If I mean, we are starting with Hoselu as the sole striker, you know, for the season. You will be What's the point? 
switch the positions you know don't don't bring a number nine that is not as good as the level that requires to be a Real Madrid player and play with five midfielders you know invent and then try to play with Vini and Rodrigo you know that would like make what City did yeah do you think that we can survive doing that? Three no, of course not. Two, yeah. If you ask me, bring someone. Uh, Jose Luis is, is supposed to be the substitution of Mariano. So the bar is very low. If you want to bring the substitution of Benzema, and you can say to me, okay, it's Rodrigo, I would say, okay, in terms of level, yes. In terms of what they bring to the game, no. So why don't, you, if we have like seven or eight midfielders, play six of them. Who can fuck cares? You're gonna lose La Liga anyway. So <laughs> if if we don't bring uh, a striker, we're gonna lose La Liga anyway. We can compete in every single other tournament because there are short tournaments, but La Liga, no way. I mean, you didn't you didn't For compete. Me personally, Benzema, how would you compete without a striker? I mean, personally, I wouldn't be surprised if Mbappe doesn't come. Nobody comes for a striker position. I wouldn't be surprised. As in, he doesn't not want, to, want to be the striker. No, no. If, if Mbappe doesn't come, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he do not sign another player. And then, yeah, 2024, Kylian Mbappe signs a new 2 plus 1 deal in Paris. <laughs> and now his mother is... Man, a, I don't, don't blame father is Don't ask me that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he will own PSG at that point. I think exactly. he already does. <laughs> <laughs> but then it will be official. His father will be the official CEO and, like, you know, his mother will be the vice president. Yeah, yeah. A couple of years later, he'll own League One. And then a couple of years later, they, he'll combine it with La Liga and make a whole new team. And Bro, he'll what, be in Real Madrid. What, what, are, what are you talking about? After three, two more years, you'll become the mayor of Paris. Before you know it, you know, you know he, he has a portion in the one over it something like that. Imagine, imagine, okay, Kylian Mbappe being mayor of Paris, you know, owning PSG. I don't, I, uh, I don't know about mayor of Paris, but I'm pretty sure he would be there. No, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> hear, hear, hear me out, hear me out. Yeah, so, mayor of Paris... Mayor of Paris, you know, buying PSG, CEO of PSG, blah, blah, blah. Getting knocked out round of 16 like usual. And then you see the Uber Eats ad with Kylian Mbappe. Imagine that. You know, that'll be, that'll be peak. That'll he be peak, bro. Uber Eats ad, man. He, com he controls his image, right? Yeah. Oh, really? No, no but more, the Liga, no Uber on Liga, right? So no. he controls his image, right? He doesn't have to be there. So it will be Mbappe, Ligun. No more I don't know at this point. <laughs> I don't know at this point, honestly. Yeah. I well, hope you know, he the, does the fact that, that he controls mm. PSG is not very far from the truth. The yeah. guy who controls the communication for you, PSG, was somebody who was recommended by Kylian Mbappe. Sporting <laughs> director of PSG, uh, Luis Campos, is there because of Kylian Mbappe. Yeah, and there's Kylian also, Mbappe he's also starting like, some... some. Uh, yeah, his mother is starting a sporting agency. Yeah, there you go. And agency, the, yeah. the guy who's their first client is Ryan Jerky, and he was... PSG's primary target in the winter. Yep. And, Hakim and the is second one is Hakimi, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hakimi is probably going to sign with them as well. So, mm -hmm. And then Kylian Mbappe is building his own documentary or whatever, you know, next season. Exactly. He's making money moves, man. Gotta respect the hustle. <laughs> <laughs> He's young, bro. He's young. He has more um, ambition than, than you and me, you know. You gotta respect that. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know about like uh, I don't know about the guys who don't follow NBA, but I think Farouk and Javier do. Uh, these moves he's making don't they remind you of like LeBron James and stuff? Like LeBron that, James, you know? exactly, exactly. The decision thing, right? When he was like, okay, yeah, yeah the, and, and then with the, with clutch and everything, you know, his document. LeBron James is an egomaniac. Yeah. Even Jordan, even Jordan, Whoa. even Jordan. He's I the mean, definition of egomania. Yeah, but I think look, if, if you guys don't. Look, like for people who don't know, LeBron like literally pioneered the player power movement in NBA. He took the power from the teams yeah. and like transferred it to yeah. the players. And I think Kylian Mbappe is like trying to do that. So, like LeBron is the first true player that you can see was bigger than a team. Even like Jordan wasn't that because actually Jordan was like a person who like does his own team and moves in his own That's true. And, That's and as long true, as yeah. you know. As long as he got what he won, like, I mean, Jordan was the guy with the sneakers and all that, but he wasn't the person, like, that was going to, like, go and, okay, like, yeah, this is what's going to happen and this is how it's going to work and stuff like that. But, like, James is, like, a whole, I mean, even you can see even, like, the Lakers where he plays right now, like, literally, he brought his whole people there. Like, he literally sold the future of the Lakers to get Antoine Davis to come and play with him, you know, although he's won a title. So, it's, you know, it is what it is anyways. LeBron says today that he doesn't want to play, the league will stop, literally. Definitely, like I mean, <laughs> he is that big, yeah. Oh, that no. was. But actually, then, but I think that might not be possible in football as well, because like I think NBA is. I don't know, maybe because we've seen after what James has done, but like it's a it's a five player team. Like it's not like the football where it's like eleven player team. Like and I think because in like in in basketball, honestly, one player can make a huge difference. Like one player can. I mean, as we've seen with James as well. Like when he played for the Cavs, like the Cavs were like garbage. Before James came, like the Cavs were like lottery picks, like they were like at the bottom of the stuff. And when James came back, and all of a sudden they went to I think six straight finals or something like that. So it's it's it's, it's honestly one good player actually but, has. But you know, a lot even of... it goes beyond the sporting aspect, right? He controls the league because he powered the he pioneered the player power movement. That's why people respect him, and I think that's what Kylian Mbappe is trying to do as well. You know, get people to respect him by pioneering these movements because he's already. But I think for, for for Mbappe, it's 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 weird, man. Honestly, I don't know. I just feel. I don't know. I feel like the way he's, he's going, going against the French national team, he's going against a club. He'll probably go against the league. He'll probably go against like he pitted the two biggest, like one, two of the biggest clubs in the world against each other to get the highest. each other. Yeah. yeah so I, I can't believe Cristiano was a much better guy to deal with. I I couldn't I couldn't relate to Cristiano's you know diva nature when when I was growing up. But looking at Mbappe, bro, Cristiano was tame, super tame, super fucking tame. I can't believe I mean, that I'm saying that. I think that's that's the thing, you know, like for right now, the generation is totally changing that in the sense that you can feel like, you know, they feel that they can get because for example, it's like when Cristiano was growing up, like the social media thing wasn't, you know, a big deal. But right yeah. now, like, you know, like this is the era of, you know, like how can I say like I don't know, the transformation era, this old digitalization era. So I feel like Kylian Mbappe is, you know, using that to the fullest maximum possible. And honestly, right now, I don't know what Ronaldo made from his image rights, but I'm sure that Kylian Mbappe can make much more than Cristiano has done, honestly, because of what, you know, the digitalization looks like right now. So those are things that I think are, are just, you know, there to consider as well. I don't know. If he if he concentrates on that that part of the thing, he can might as well forget you know getting Ballon d'Ors and being mentioned in the same breath as you know Messi and Cristiano. I don't think so. I think I think I think Mbappe is too good of a talent to eventually you know go because that's the thing. Like James is still considered like one of the best players in the not even one of the he's considered as the best player to ever play basketball. You understand? Because he's that good. You understand? So I think it's similar for Kylian Mbappe as well. He's that good that even if he keeps saying, 
Because it comes to him so naturally, man. Do you see Mbappe play? It's like he doesn't even play a care, but he still plays. That's the thing. Like, it comes to him so naturally without any effort. You know, this is the sign of somebody who watches PSG regularly. I'm just putting <laughs> it out there. Yeah, that's that's confidential that's a, information. That's serious allegations. Yeah, that that's never leaving this podcast episode, man. Oh, you 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 haven't been here, you know, a couple of years ago. There was much more severe allegations. Kids were burnt, you know. Houses let's, were robbed. Let's let's, let's let's get back into on live TV. Have you raised my name or Jason, man? You're gonna send me a new <laughs> Jason. jersey. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves, man. Honestly, but it was the Brazil jersey. I would understand, but PSG, fuck PSG, man. Anyway. Man, it's Jordans. It's Jordans. Jordans is the brand, man. Oh, you, 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 you. Okay, so you get coerced by Jordans, yeah? Fair, I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I mean, that's, it's, that's it's the whole idea of the PSG, you know? You team up with Jay-Z and you team up with, you know, the <laughs> MJs, you know? You team up with all these superstars. You go to the fashion, what they call it? Paris fashion, whatever, whatever week. You know, you dye your hair blonde and yeah, yeah. I don't it's know. The, it's the All Mbappe those... fashion week in a couple of, exactly. couple of years. Yeah. Just, just look out for the thing, yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, back right. to the back to the matter at hand and just, just wrapping everything up. Yes. You, you'll, find a tier list. You'll, you'll, you'll find a tier list on the side and if, it will be on our socials everywhere if you disagree with anything. Again. Please send it to me, yeah, Javier, yeah, whoever, yeah, just send it to me so that I can post it on stories right after. Yeah, we right? can just save it as an image, so it's all good. Yeah, Javier will save it as an image and put it in the group. Yeah, just do that so that I can let the people know what we came up with. So, Javier, I'll leave it up to you. Um, Mbappe, oh, yeah, one one, one quick comment. Yes, yeah, Sanchez says over here, Mbappe is Jay-Z, guys, not Nas. I hope you understand. Yeah, that's there's a big difference because Nas was a much more, much more humble guy who had pure pure talent rather than Jay Z, in my opinion. You know, like Jay Z, Jay Z is obviously one of the goats. Like he is up there with the best ever, but he has a little more, I don't know, uh, something to something to hate or you know something to dislike. I don't know how to put it. So, dislike or hate is a strong word. Jay Z has you a get the gist. to you know elevate himself. Yeah, basically that. that. A little bit of crookedness, right? Yeah, shrewdness. Yeah, shrewdness. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, so over to you, Javier, to read out our final final tier list, so that you know the the guys listening on the audio, you know, they can kind of recap. Yeah, if you guys will agree with me, um, in terms of uh, relevancy, I will start with the bottom. Okay. Worst player in the 2022-2023 squad is by far Eden Hazard. Uh, no, no argument. Yeah, Sorry, I, think, I, think, I think even even uh, Tony Cruz agrees with you on that one. So please continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He shouldn't have violated man like that. Honestly, bro. See, this is what I'm telling you. He is he is the regular man. He's the he's the podcast guy, man. Yeah, I appreciate him. Yeah, moving on. Uh, uh, sorry, Doris. Moving on. Next worst player is Mariano. <laughs> where is Ashik? Where is Ashik when we need him? Best, where best, is Ashik, best, best hair, right? No, best hair. Best hair, hard. probably. Yeah. Best hair, probably. And then I don't know. Uh, best, but it was definitely revolutionary. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> Moving That's on. Uh, Jesus Vallejo. 
Vallejo. Odrio Sola. Warranted. Lunin. Unfortunate. Lord Lucas Vázquez. I love the guy. Lucas Vázquez. Dan Fernandi. Yeah, this season has been. Yeah, bad. Carla Mendy is in is in what category? You should be read out the tire as well. Oh, sorry. Um, Hazard Mariano Vallejo and Odrio Sola are in the who tier category. Is the lowest tier? Z tier. Lowest tier. Lunin, Lucas Vasquez, and Ferland Mendy were in the bad uh, category, so mm. C tier. Then moving on to average, we have uh, Carvajal. Uh, Danny Ceballos, Tony Rudiger, David Alaba, Nacho, Aurelian Chamini, Fede Valverde. Those Average Tia has um, the most number of players, yeah? Yeah, it was the... Uh, As it should be. As it should be. An average season for an average uh, players. Then moving on to the special category, we have uh, Carletto Ancelotti and Tony Cross. Not bad Mo enough to be average, not good <clears throat> enough to be good. Okay, that's Moving the perfect way to put it. Can you can you repeat that for me, Javier, so that the people listen to it loud and clear? Tony Cruz and Carlo, what category do they belong to? Not good enough to be in good category, not bad enough to be in average. Wow. Okay, perfect. Then moving on to the good. Uh, season, the good category. Uh, I mean, I have a, a doubt in two of them because they were when my internet went down, but I have Militao, Luca Modric, Eduardo Camavinga, Rodrigo Goes, and Karim Benzema. And good, yeah? Okay. Eight year, right. Eight year. And then moving on to the creme de la creme, top of the tier, the best players in Real Madrid squad by far. I have um, Thibaut Courtois and the best player of the season is without any doubt Vinicius Jr. One final question. Bravo. Yeah, big up Javier. One final question to the entire panel. Young player of the season. Let's go. What is young, young is below 24, yeah? Below 24? Mm. Or 23? 21, you, you could... 21? Really? Yeah, I mean, Is it 21? That, that, that's when you say, yeah. Okay, I mean, so if it's I, below 24, I, you have to say... Well, well, the whole reason I said below 24 is to make this more of a conversation. If it's under 21, how many players do we have under 21? I mean, Kamavinga is the obvious choice, right? It's only one He's guy, so only yeah. choice. There's no other choice. I, I mean, so, it is, so the point How is, you is below 24. Yeah, if you make it under 24, it's obviously going to be Vinicius. You know, if you say Vinicius is the best player, then you create a young player of the year or and don't give it to him. It will be like <laughs> kind of like parsec also. Fair enough. So it's Kamavinga, yeah, undisputed. Yeah, under 21, sure. I mean, there is no competition, so. Who's the surprise of the year? Who's the biggest surprise for you guys? Surprise of the year. 
Oh, that's so a good question. Really... I was surprised by the question. Huh. Perhaps for me, it would be... Okay, okay. let's make it this way. <laughs> Mandy, Mandy maybe? Good is it, is it a good surprise, surprise or a bad surprise? Both, both. Give me a good surprise and a bad surprise. Oh, good for surprise. me, a bad surprise would be Mandy. Oh, a good surprise is uh, Kamavinga and B. I'm still good surprised. Good surprise, Kamavinga. Bad surprise, Modric. Bad surprise, uh, Mendy. Yeah, Mendy could be there. He could even be Benzema because you know we had a lot of expectations from him. Also then. true. Yeah, but then again, when it's uh, when it's the left like back, like how the squad is... is in a bad surprise. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect reflection. No, no, I'm actually quite happy with my left back selection. So that's uh, I have my good surprise there and my bad surprise there. So that's it. It matches. It's symmetric. It's beautiful. And what do you guys think about like who was the best transfer? Probably we signed like two players, right? So far, so many, so many Rudiger, right? Yeah. Oh, you mean from last season? Yeah, uh, last season. So many rates higher than Rudiger for me. Yeah, it's wow. easy, easy. For me, the I'm not sure because so many. Was... Yeah, go on, go on, Avi. So. If we consider the price tag and the expected, because Rudiger wasn't supposed to be a starter, was supposed to be number three or number five, four even in the center mm. back position. Shomini was supposed to replace Casemiro. So for me, in terms of uh, a transfer, it was. Okay, I'll just say this. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'll just say this that Shomini was supposed to back up Casemiro. I don't think it was a plan to. Sell Casemiro as soon as Chouameni comes, right? Well, it was supposed yeah, to be an understudy. Probably in the first few seasons, but if you have your opportunity, you have to take it. I think it happened like after the first three games where Casemiro kind of saw that he would have to fight for his place, and there's also a good enough offer on the table. It's not a vacation, as the English media would have you say, uh, but it's it's also. I would say easier uh, in terms of transferring out than staying and fighting for the place. He was meant to be an understudy, but I I feel like he was too good to just be an understudy. Correct me if um yeah if you if you feel different. And then Casemiro was the best uh, signing for Man U. Oh, by by a mile. Like who who else who else paid out for them? It's it's crazy. Anyway. Ask Saliba quickly. Ask one last question. What do you guys think of Kulisevsky at, at right wing? Is he no. actually thirty million? That's it. Is he that cheap? Uh, that's because so Tottenham. Cheap. No, no. That's because Tottenham had an existing deal, and then they're getting it for cheap because Juventus are forced to to reduce the price. So, he, so he's so he's going to Spurs for thirty million. That's like decided. That's the only. As in, Spurs are negotiating so that they don't have to. Pay higher, and that's the option that uh, that's on the table for them. So, so he was put in this offer, right? They haven't I like uh, haven't had a bid accepted. No, 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 no. no actually, they, so they've they've the thing is this: actually, they've submitted. based on my knowledge, based on my knowledge, Krusevsky was for thirty-five plus ten, ten million euros for uh, what's it called for uh, for a loan fee, and thirty-five mm -hmm. million euros was a buy option. So if Spurs Spurs has the first option, if they match thirty-five million, they get Krusevsky, but. Spurs being Spurs, they are trying to negotiate the fee lower. So the thing is that they have the first option. If just, any team offers thirty-five million or above, Spurs has the option to match that offer. That's just the thing. But like it said, at thirty-five million, actually, this is what uh, I know. So like, 
Honestly, personally, I'm going to be 35 million for Kulusha, sweet, sorry. Oh, the, the, you wouldn't the, 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 yeah. the big shot, big shot. Bro, he has had a last, uh, I think, he has had a bad last three months or so, but before no, no, that, no, he no. was exceptional. I think even at his best, he's not going to be able to bring, he didn't, he wasn't able to make it at Juventus, so the level we aspire to be isn't what Kulusevsky can take us. I don't know, you know, like, he seems to be a good player, I don't know, maybe I need to watch him more, but whenever I see him, like, he seems to make some sort of a difference. Um, Maybe maybe the bar at Tottenham is super low, you know, Son has been talking shambolic, so I guess you stand out, but Right, right. I guess uh, it is time to call this a wrap, people. Uh, three hours. We didn't do a show for a week, and boom, we, we are back with, you know, three hours worth of content. Um, hope you guys, you know, uh, found it engaging. We had a few technical hiccups, to which obviously I, I, you know, lose it, you know, from time to time, but it's just quite normal. We don't expect to happen. Uh, we don't expect these things to happen, but it's just, you know... Um, happens so apologies for you know any technical hiccups we you know face throughout the stream also um, um yeah. a, a quick something that i wanted to put out into the internet is uh, if you are a real madrid fan who is into clipping shipping and making shorts just let us know reach out to us because we're looking for people who do that uh, take clips from our regular shows make it into clickbaity content and spread it out on the internet if you are good at that just uh, write to us Let's see what we can do. All right, right. go on. Yeah, click baity content. Um, we don't advocate for that. <laughs> and, and let's be real podcast. You know what but, I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know Just joking. I mean. But yeah, like we are looking for editors. Obviously, like we have been um, looking for, you know, uh, video editors for, for for a while now. It, it, is, it is a thankless job. It requires a lot of investment uh, time-wise. Um, we're not yet in a position to, you know, pay pay salaries yet, but we're looking for people who can help out. So yeah, like Yado said, any 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 uh, any help is appreciated, you know, uh, at least for the short immediate future. But big up all our, you know, our listeners on audio platforms, Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts, you name it. We are over twenty five k plays. Um, it's it, it's it's been a, a super super, you know, humbling journey, you know, all throughout. Uh, uh these these two and a half years uh so big up all of you guys you know who sent in messages feedback follow us on our uh, on our socials you know uh yeah man we also conduct regular polls from you know from the smallest of matters to you know the the the, the uh uh yeah the deal breakers you know so yeah just get involved in and uh keep supporting us man like any bit of feedback any show of love is is a huge deal for us because we have to juggle a lot of things to actually make this happen. We are from different parts of the globe and whatnot. So, and also, um, since it's kind of the end of the season, we are going to be taking a, a short hiatus. Uh, I'll try my best to, you know, do something. Uh, if something um, concrete happens regarding Mbappe or something, uh, we have something planned with uh, Tobbs, uh, hopefully early July, uh, if the Kane rumors are still up and about. Um, it'll be it'll be an absolute pleasure to, you know, have him on the show as well. Uh, yeah, man, uh, summer has kicked off in a nice way. Bellingham in the house already, Brahim Diaz, Juan Garcia. Hopefully, someone like Kane or Mbappe to kind of, you know, seal the deal. Um, but yeah, man, exciting times ahead for sure. 
that Benzema heartbreak didn't last long, so I'm I'm very happy. A um, couple of comments before we go. Tas Aliba says, "Great show. Good night, guys. Uh, good night, Tas." Um, Back after a long time. Nice to see you, bro. Stan says, Mo makes a lot of unsubstantiated assertions. What does that mean? Good reply. Uh, so Mo, oh. Mo just left before he had to uh, he had to reply to that comment. So right, Mo's right, safe. Right. Matthew, yes, Matthew. Um, big, big up yourself, man. Long time, long time subscriber. Long ass episode. Good stuff. Um, Sam says, good shows, guys. You should do reaction videos for major news. I mean, that's something we are definitely going to explore. It's basically time constraints, my friend, that, you know, um, that kind of, you know, like... It's on the horizon. It's on the horizon, Stan. Hopefully hopefully. we get it done. Hopefully we get it done. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. But yeah, on that note, on to, you know, bigger, better, brighter days, on to, you know, a better season overall. Ala Madrid. Ala Madrid, lads. Ala Madrid. See you in a bit.